What is up, Dominerds? We're back again with another big episode of The Nerds. Your two favorite nerds on the two sides of the earth have come oh my together gosh. once again. Fucking around the world? Uh, yeah, around the world nerds. Nerds around the world. So, yeah, as you know, my name is Rod. It is Tuesday, October 18th, just about 6.30 p.m. my time here in Vancouver, the 15th year of Sander. And I am joined, as always, by the lovely co-host over on the other side of the planet named MJ. Booyah! Shibuya! What's up, everyone? Shibuya! Super excited. (laughs) Episode 5-6. This is one, everyone, that you've all been waiting for. This is one that we all... Mm. Have been waiting for. Not I know just, I've been waiting. Not just these two nerds over here, but uh. the nerd sphere, the Dama sphere, everyone in it has been yes. waiting for yes. this episode. Been waiting for this. Been for a this. long time coming. Can Dama Pro turn like vagrant, impossible to find, lost mountain <laughs> man? <laughs> Introduce him, Colin Sander. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Thank you, nerds. Thank you. I'm super stoked, too. Even oh, yeah. I was wondering when this would happen. I was I mean, to... <laughs> But here we are. We roped you in, and we're on the we're in the nerd studio, and we're fucking get down to the nitty-gritty. Yeah. But I'm, I'm super psyched to be on. Absolutely love all the nerds out there, and I've been doing my homework, brushing up on old episodes, and just oh, yeah. really enjoying hearing from the rest of the community, and I'm, you know just psyched to chat with you guys and talk about some old stories and answer questions and just kick it and celebrate this game that we all love. Hells yeah, hells yeah. Absolutely. Again, everyone, this is one that we've been waiting for for a long time, as I mentioned. To be specific, you know, put things Mm -hmm. in perspective. Yeah. The first time that I announced that, hey, we're going to do a nerds episode with Godfather put it up on patreon for everyone who's supporting there to let them know hey you can get questions when was that march 2nd 2020 this is how long we've been waiting up this is how long it's been building up everyone emotions tensions you know just just yeah. worrying questions for, for mr sanders I mean, I to be like where is he I, you already have but that's the thing we're just here to talk about <laughs> exactly <laughs> i'm really well i guess there might be another episode to come out um between these but i'm psyched for it to be roish and then me but i there might be other ones coming but uh, no no yeah yeah, yeah. exactly oh, yeah, they already yeah. heard it they already heard it <laughs> yeah we did we did have one yes. so colin sander now there is uh, so many people who have stepped foot into the Kendama world uh, in the past, you know, many years. You know, Swedes Kendamas, I have to say, have been really pushing it and sh- ex- expanding the game to many new eyes, fresh new people throughout their various uh, sponsored, you know, the, the mob, the Swedes mob. That's pretty much the it. They're, they're creating a mob and almost like <laughs> Kiss had their army. Um, <laughs> Sweets has their mob and it continues to grow not only by the sponsored players, but all of the people who they, those sponsored players influence. So it's growing and growing. And there's plenty of people who don't maybe know so much about the history. And hopefully there's a lot of people who are tuning in right now to Uh really get, like, to understand, again, what happened at the frontier of Kendama play in, in North America. 
like origin stories what was the big bang what what the big bang particles yeah. used together to you know create that first sort of like tk explosion felt yes. in the US in those early mm. early days right right yes. right so yeah for, so everyone yeah so colin sander this is like we're, we're like slurping back the kendama universe back you're so there yeah. yes Yes. Back to the to when we were all just little amoebas crawling out of the yeah. primordial ooze with a kendama right. in hand. Right, We're right, like, exactly. What is this? Exactly. For everyone new, you know, the the old G heads are always say, you know, favorite edit, biggest edit, Colin Sander, edit seven. First many edit people even. will mention. Yes, first even which what what did you see? Yeah, edit seven, Colin uh-huh. Sander. You know, there were so many things that attributed to making it such a big thing you know the 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 style of play the the high quality of the tricks that you were doing the cinematography that you had you know the music you implemented the colors like there was so much with oh my god yeah (laughs) yeah there's so much that went into it that made it like that so for everyone like this this is what we say this is the godfather of kendama it's true Thank you guys. Thank you. Because I really he's the one that. that really, really, really put a it on the Kendama map. within America, yeah. not Kendama. Yeah, itself. exactly. We're talking but, within the U.S. and and honestly, yeah. for me, there were yeah early on, basically the few players that kind of even had started before me or were the reason that I got into it. I know you guys sometimes bring up like, how did you find your first Kendama? What right. was where did you first encounter it? Um, yeah, let's hear it. There's a there's a f- famous pro skier who actually tragically passed away a few years back, JP Auclair. Um, and he was uh, sort of the godfather before me as the godfather. He was the catalyst. He was uh-huh. the, he was a, a a big catalyst and then huge. Um, yeah, he so he made a Kendama section in an old ski video that was pretty widely distributed. And so a lot of people in the ski community, i.e. like me turner we saw it through that video which had a bonus section that was sort of like the first western kendama edit it didn't have a title or anything it was just it was like a six minute edit of dama during their travels that played like after the like 40 minute ski movie Mm, Um, i was working in a ski shop at the time and so they were like getting the dvds in we saw it and immediately it definitely like grabbing my attention and I was like oh it's so unique I-, I love that it looks like a challenge like they can play it anywhere um uh-huh. but yeah JP got JP Auclair basically was sort of the the true origin point for me I mean in rollerblading too I believe I forget who one of the street skaters was that like rode for Solomon and I think he was Japanese I can't remember his name off the top of my head but in someone's episode, they mentioned the photo of Jeremy with the stack of kendamas. I think it was in the Ballard episode. He mentioned yeah. magazine spread of the stack of damas, um, and they had they had just completed like a Japan tour for rollerblading. Uh-huh. So there were kind of these two parallel cultures, like skiing and rollerblading, that were both just starting to like see kendama just due to the nature of like we go to Japan and fill. We're in Japan for two weeks, three weeks. We're in the mountains. We're street skating. And then like the Kendama started sort of like traveling upstream to American culture through those two avenues. But um, 
yeah, then then we took it to the next level by starting to make videos and, you know, kind of pushing the tricks more. And we kind of took it from there to its own culture. But I definitely have to say, like, J.P. Claire and, you know, Jeremy were basically Jeremy Stevenson. That's were kind of my two, like, forays into it. That's yeah. Sick. I've heard other people as well. I believe, like, Alex Smith even said that he first saw it in that jp Claire video and like a lot of the like kanama edmonton homies like yeah that like the guys that showed me it you know like yeah they're same thing was JP yeah and canadian it was a pretty big he, i believe he was i think he was canada too. yeah 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 he i think was, he was quebecois maybe yeah um dominard's homework they should there was like a famous video of jp's that kind of went viral that was like this street skiing uh-huh. urban street skiing sequence rod might know it but yeah mj or if people haven't seen it it's called i think it's called all i can was the name of the video and jp Claire and he gets like towed through a bunch of urban spots and he's like hey. skiing through the streets and this you is know, circa think, what like early 2000s yeah it had to have been like 2010 2011 2012 i don't know it okay, went okay. super uh, super viral and this was after he made his Dama section but if anyone watches that it's like beautiful directing beautiful cinematography amazing skiing it's kind of the coolest thing you can watch to like celebrate jp sick it was like kind of yeah just a larger than life personality too yeah that's yeah. sick that's some good nerds homework actually i i yeah. actually don't know if i know that video so you, i'm also gonna brush up it, on you'll my you'll be like oh yeah, yeah i totally yeah. saw it yeah, like, I right, hope so, right. but we'll see. I guess I almost <laughs> hope not. Actually, I'd like some fresh eyes, but but yeah, that's sick. Some homework on the Godfather of the Godfather. That's deep. I love right, it. Yes, right. yes, yes. So now it. When was that? You know, I think edit edit one was was fifteen years ago, hanging out at Willie's skiing snowboard. You know, Willie needs. <laughs> so let's let's hear about. Uh, Willies and like was that the place where you pretty much learned about kendama is that place where you started sessions that were the kind of in your area the community happened yeah so so like i was saying we worked in this ski shop um and the crazy thing was is willie still like, there can people go there and do yeah, edit willie's is the shop? still there now we were oh. working in the <laughs> warehouse location at that point which may have shifted which was like the year before's goods. Okay, okay. Crazy, crazy family story with Willie's. They're like a super OG, like East Coast ski shop. But my dad, when he was in high school, he actually worked at this ski shop. And so, where exactly is Willie's? I'm sorry. Is it? It's in. It's basically in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh. Okay, that's what yeah. I thought. I just wanted to yeah. make sure everybody were on, was on the yeah. same page. Yeah. So for all we'll the nerds, page. right? I grew up trying to go. <laughs> yeah. For all the nerds, also. I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and. So did Zach Yord. We didn't meet. We met through Kendama, but um, yeah, grew up in Pittsburgh, but I've been in Los Angeles for like 10 years at this point. Yep. California for slightly longer. Most of my Kendama I played in California, but but yeah, anyway, Willie's Ski Shop, super awesome crew, really fun. And, you know, we see it in this video and we're like, we got to get one of these for the shop because you're just killing time. Like there's so much dead time when you work in an actual shop, especially <laughs> like a ski shop in Pennsylvania. Um, uh-huh. Such a one is not so season. You're just like, all right, well, you know, yeah, we got to sharpen, it, you don't got to fit yeah, boots and it or was nothing. Like, it was kind of like a seasonal job. So it'd be like ramping up to season, but still you're working at like Thanksgiving. There's no snow. 
like sometimes like four people are coming in anyway we're like okay we need one of these for the shop so our manager the one manager and my older brother worked my older brother christian worked there too and they decided like we were going to order some off of ebay or whatever yeah. the first one we get is like totally not jka sanctioned one the one with the, <laughs> you can see it in the edit one it has like the red and blue stripe and it's like it's like a two-thirds size domino. Oh, shit. So it was so freaking hard, and we knew it was kind of trash, like, the moment it arrived. <laughs> it's <so laughs> it's different, like, yeah. We kept jamming it, but we're like, this ain't the one in the video. So we, we started, like, <laughs> searching more and more, whatever. They ended up finding somehow, like, a 25, or I think it was 24. You could get 24 TKs. There was, like, a box of TK-16, but we couldn't figure out where to order a single so we like oh, so had this the box. Meeting. we're like listen oh. okay can four of us go in on this box it's gonna be like 80 bucks each or something because they have to ship it by boat and like it was gonna be <laughs> like 120 yes. bucks of shipping and you're like what teenagers yeah you're not like fit working we, at a ski we shop spend this money yeah yeah exactly that's a, that's and, a lot yeah and it was uh but yeah so four of us it was the two managers myself and my brother were like yeah okay let's split it four ways everyone wow. gets whatever it was six eight i don't know math <laughs> yeah but anyway all, then they all didn't... red uh no it was a variety of colors which was rad nice. um but so we jammed the like crappy one for like two more weeks and basically got super honed on this terrible dama and then when the tks <laughs> arrived we were like oh my god yeah like, yeah it's like played so much better they had the seal we're like this is this is everything these are like better than what was in the video yep mm -hmm. yep um, it's like yeah, a so current. We, it's like a current player now playing with like a 2014 Dama. Yes. You know. Yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Go, uh, it's like you go out for the Sweets website. You like order the new like the new amp shape or whatever, and, and you get a fucking like a fucking Mamakin Dama like from like 2009. Like you know? yeah, yeah. There's like not even a bevel in the fucking exactly, Dama. And you're exactly. just like, oh. Uh, I, I'm okay. <laughs> so know? that okay, must have cool. boosted. Well, we so we can. Yeah. yeah, boosted your energy, boosted the amount of tricks that you could do. What made you decide to, hey, let's like film? Well, we definitely, me and my brother had already been sort of shooting and editing skate videos, ski videos. We already had like kind of got into like filming ourselves and filming each other like for a while at this point. And I kind of credit it to my brother who got a camera when he was in like, seventh or eighth grade i think there was like this little handy cam and we we skateboarded and rollerbladed and did bmx and kind of we had been doing that stuff even since like fourth fifth grade like our, our my dad was super rad and he did like some white water like white water kayaking water skiing rock climbing skateboarding he was a big time skier ski racer so he kind of had us doing sick. like more unique activities from like a young age uh, but basically we were doing some of that stuff before even the camera tech was around and then mm -hmm. once we did get a handy cam we're like okay we need to like make a skate video make a like whatever video and so <laughs> yeah my my older brother had a really awesome like tv production teacher his freshman year of high school mm. um that kind of pushed him in that direction a little bit. And then I kind of joined on with him. But yeah, by the time I 
started playing Kandama, which would have been like, I was already an undergrad, I think my freshman year of undergrad, end of freshman year, uh, maybe sophomore year. This is like 2005, 2006, 07, maybe? 06, uh-huh. I think. Um, but yeah, we I had actually been sponsored by K2 for rollerblading already, and I was making like skate sections for them. So I was I was already fully making like edits, and we... Oh. We made like a bunch of like quote unquote feature films for our skate crew in high school, which was <clears throat> we were rollerbladers and skiers. Bob, Are those available somewhere? They're kind of yeah, they're around on the <laughs> internet. A lot of people that have them have them on like they were on VHS. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we did yeah. we did start making some DVDs, but the first three are like on VHS, and then the like last three are on DVDs. But anyway, so we were we were already making videos like shooting editing we were deep in the grind at that point so once like kendama came into my life it was just very natural to be like oh like we need to get clips like we (laughs) and tricks and then like put it into a sequence and be like look how rad this is and did you feel like that was more personal like that was like for you guys and the crew to look back on or like you wanted to see you wanted to show it to other people uh, I think definitely there was an element of wanting to share it, you know, and kind of like show your proficiency in a way. But a lot of it was just to straight document and be like, this actually happened. But I think yeah. it's it's the full package like with filming where it helps you progress. It helps you see what you're doing right, see what you're doing wrong, like have different realizations, have like a goal to work towards. So it was kind of just all of those things. Um, but there was, there was sort of an element as I got a little deeper into playing, like that was like, okay, this is actually a really awesome game. And like, it needs to blow up like with the skate world, with the ski world, just with kids, like it's really good for your hand eye. It's super fun. It's challenging. It's analog. Um, and especially like for, for big time skiers, you know, I understand, you know, there's this story with Turner how he really dove into it when he broke his leg and like he totally couldn't do anything and that yeah. was what he turned to and then he just continued on with it so for like those seasonal players as well as yeah with any kind of like rollerbladed uh, uh bmx skateboard like Extreme you gotta sport. go to the spot you gotta go there you have to yeah then make sure that okay you can go you can skate the spot you get kicked out you got to go to another place kentama you could do for fucking hours on end in your fucking <laughs> kitchen yeah, <laughs> you can still get kicked out of a spot filming Kendama though. That's how oh, yeah. you mean. That's Plenty of time. I mean, you guys Plenty got kicked out filming clackers or whatever you were called. Sma- the smackers. <laughs> yeah, well that that I, I would kick some kid out of those playing smackers around my place too. This is so yeah. loud and annoying. We, we've, yeah. been, <laughs> we've been kicked. We've been kicked out for filming everything. Dama, non dama, skating, all that stuff. There are actually some. Stuff started getting a little gnarly when we were in undergrad and filming skate videos out here in California, and it's a little <laughs> bit more of a bust factor. And we had climbed some fences, and Ugh. eventually, people in the crew had been handcuffed, and like we were put in a sa- in a Santa Ana prison for like question, not a prison, a holding cell <laughs> at yeah. the police station. Yep, yep. <laughs> There's a difference, um, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it felt pretty intense. Basically, yeah. we started realizing that like we weren't pro enough in skating to be like risking like fines and like 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just time to kind of graduate from like hard street skating. Um, and then we were we started to ski more as we got older, and like we'd still blade at like the skate park and stuff, but definitely, yeah, kendama is it's a it's a more accessible activity in a lot of ways, which I think you know is part of the reason why it's just loved by so many people yeah yeah right uh-huh. people that are into the extreme sport realm as well as not you know both both sides of it so in go back to so the early edits i think it was up to like edit four there was no music it was just you <laughs> yeah filming and edit yeah. one had a lot of uh your other friends at, at willie's maybe staff and stuff but primarily it was you so was were, were you the main guy that was like, play- were you like the annoying Kendama kid that was like, you got to play this, you got you to check this thing out, like carrying it around when you're hanging out with your friends? Yeah, I mean, as far as like the early edits, I do think it's kind of cool that like that because there was no music, you kind of pick up on so much of like the, the ambiance of what's going on and like what someone had just said or like what the sound is in the room, hearing the sound of the clacks and stuff. So it, it has like a weird zen element to it and um is it shimadera song i know he was brought up in earlier episodes but like uh-huh. extreme kendama like uh-huh. those yep. were some of the early videos that i also saw where it was like it was quiet you could hear exactly what happened with the yeah. ken you could hear yeah. the clack like so it, it kind of seemed like that was the way it was supposed to be but then uh-huh. as tricks got heavier and heavier it was like okay we need songs we need like did you know this did you know Freedom Kendama back in the day? Like back in the yeah, day? yeah, yeah. Freedom Kendama. Yeah. I can't remember. I don't remember the because guy's name, but he has Takumi like, Okada. Yeah. Okada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okada-san. Um, he's another guy that, or he made his own music for his edits. That's what I was gonna say. Oh, so shit. like, hit. So he had. If you watch it, the edits, I, all, all of them at the end of it say like Kendama by Takumi O, like music by Takumi O, video by Takumi O. Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> sick. yeah, yeah, yeah. But and I, uh, I think yeah. Yeah, he he had that similar style where it was just like silent. Um, no, his music but, was pretty present. Oh yeah, like, his clacking music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it was like a lot of. But you could like, like you can tell that like he's just like in his basement. Just, yeah, his was yeah. like electronic music, like early. It was so electro- yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like drum and bassy kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, like, it gets a little grimy, and you're like, yeah. oh, what the hell? It is so, 2009. Oh, what the fuck? So I will say, like, I definitely was like my edits one, two, and three. Um, yeah, I was drawing from inspiration from the Japanese community for sure. And there was also this page called Japanese super tricks or Kendama super tricks. If any <laughs> of you guys have heard of this, this will be deep nerd thing. Hell yeah. Um, I don't, you, I don't know if I remember that one. Though. Yeah. So it was just called, it was like super tricks.jp or something. And it was mm. linked in the JKA website. Ooh, um, okay. But it would take, it wouldn't translate <sighs> into English. So you had to just click through like. All oh, the like, Japanese characters, yeah. and it would be like. Yeah. Sometimes it'd be like a spacewalk. Sometimes it'd be like a double UFO, or like some crazy like, like moon <laughs> circle to bird, and you're like, what? Like, ships like they were single like, out, like hieroglyphs, Egyptian yeah. hieroglyphs. And <laughs> yeah, so there's probably like, oh shit, there's probably like two hundred plus lines on this page, and I would go through and click through, and like sometimes I click through randomly, but by the end I had easily seen like every video and there are really only like five or six players like represented on the page yeah <laughs> and it was some of the people that were also like you know on youtube already at the time or had okay you would uh, see in viral videos later but like 
it was basically like the high level JKA guys doing some yeah. street tricks. Yeah. So yeah. I definitely like mooched some stuff from there, but still was like creating original tricks at the same time. Uh-huh. Mm, uh huh. Yeah. Totally. Totally. No, edit. Edit too. Uh, there's some. There's some comedy or or I don't know. Just just messing yeah. around that that happens. Um, who do you know? Can you go deep in who who is Yuji? Explain who Yuji is. Who is Yuji? Yuji, <laughs> Yuji. Okay, so Teach, I think this, teaches, yeah, teaches, yeah, commenting oh, back and forth. The, oh, yeah. There's like a weird message that comes on screen. Yeah. So Yuji, I think he was Japanese, and he was like the heir to some sort of like semi-sizable wealth out of like a Japanese baseball family or something. <laughs> Went to school with my brother. Kind of had some issues with partying and like substances and such, which can people can get entrapped by during undergrad so like pretty normal uh-huh. but he was just a hilarious funny guy who like you know english was a second language but he was like down to party funny stories would happen with him he ended up being like we wrote a character based on him in the college comedy that i like co-direct like produced and directed with my brother nice so like there's a character named Yuji. I was going to bring that up. I was going to ask about that movie. Yeah. Mm, so mm. yeah, Yuji. I, so wait, in edit two, it's something about like. Edit two, he's like, my balls are, my balls are yeah. still like swollen or some <laughs> shit. But then at the very beginning, that's how it opens yeah. up. But then it does yeah. connect to just like a few tricks later. You do see Cheech, you know, get like a down spike or I forgot it, it, what it was. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. That's, so it's like, that's so funny. Yeah, you hilarious. Um. <laughs> that clip of his text was filmed on a GL2. Also, if anyone wants to like what? go back to the era, <laughs> with a GL2, Do you guys even remember when a GL2 was? Canon? I have no idea. Okay, no. This, this was like okay, okay. This was like the like mini DV camera for like skateboarders that was kind of like groundbreakingly, even though it was only like standard definition resolution. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was like 380p. It was still like <laughs> game changing. Hell yeah. Well, back then, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. That's sick. Nice. So then, like, okay, okay. So you were getting into it. At that time, you were starting university and were you were you already set to be like, I don't know, you went to film school, right? Yeah. So, so we had already, so I went to Chapman University, which is like a, film centric school there there's other you know degrees you can get there as like a business school and a really big music school but they had like a one of the more competitive film programs so yeah went there for production but kendama was sort of like personal fun videos sort of running alongside the more like narrative and television studies so to speak um but yeah because i feel like a a lot of that almost gave uh you a bit a bigger impact for your edits when they were coming out because yeah we would look at you know the past edits or or of that time and you know you got Shimadera doing like youtube shorts and fucking tiktok videos because he was uploading silent videos of him like like 30 second clips of uh-huh. single tricks and then finally like however many months later he put them all together and put some music on it yeah <laughs> but when you especially you know as, as it was as you're as you were evolving as a kendama player and as a cinematographer like you could tell that and that's why like edit seven was a huge sure. thing 
um, and really, uh-huh. really influence other people because you had that background with, with that, film. No, that yeah. sunset background specifically. <laughs> oh, yeah, back. still pretty That pumping. sunset with the cup tricks, that's like, uh, God. that was it's one of the slaps. <laughs> dude, it still slaps. Yeah, still yeah. Slaps. I rem- I'll never no forget music, just, like finding that mm. video. That, that was one of the first videos I ever saw was Edit 7. And yeah. that one, that shot, I was like, holy fuck. I, I will say that, so that area is a place called Playa del Rey, California, which is, uh, it's just a beach in Los Angeles. It's the Playa. Um, kind of by the airport, but the way it's situated, you get just these amazing views, amazing sunsets like every night. And I was living there with my brother at the time and it was definitely like, just it's just a beautiful place on earth so that really helped with that but yeah having done like all those early edits and getting to mess around and stuff i felt like my aesthetic was like ready for edit seven to be like okay let's make this like more crafted more like just it just has to be really really good because we'd done like i'd done six at that point that were kind of just like fun mess around with the homies pretty uh, casual yeah yeah some comedy mixed in there and then edit six which is could be nerds homework is like an obscure one that was released on tough a dvd to find mm-hmm. yeah have it you seen it mj i have not you have oh, i gotta send you the, it's I have good not. it's like straight up good <laughs> and, and, Rob, have you seen it i did watch it back yeah, in the you, day yeah yeah i haven't seen it in a long time but i have right. seen it it's got some decent clips it's similar I, to level of seven but i do some i might have the dvd Nama. of it but yeah. Anyway, yeah. I do some stringless Dama. It's all filmed in this parking garage, and I wear the same clothes for the entire thing. So like, nice. it's like white basketball shorts and a white shirt and a red. Like, I, I switched up. Like, I had Uzaros, I had TKs, I had like Shin food or Shin Sakura, Shin Fujis. But yeah, I would always do red. <laughs> just like red, it just yeah. popped in the in the parking garage. Oh yeah. Um, the classic red. As the progression goes, yeah, throughout your videos, you can see, you know, the tricks get more intense. Um, even though you were doing some pretty nutty tricks, like, early on, like, you know, hitting, uh-huh. like, one, like, two-turn, like, up to Lighthouse. And <laughs> I was just like, oh, shit. And, you know, you, you could hear, like, your brother in the background be like, what? Like, you know, get excited <laughs> and shit. And it it just progressed, you know, your play uh, and then your cinematography, the editing game also got better and better. Was there a time when when um you felt like you wanted to step it up or was it like just a natural progression so the kind of turning point which is basically when i got connected with jeremy stevenson and kendama usa was in my kendama edit four which was basically the time at, at the time where jeremy had messaged me through youtube um, and said like, Hey, I see you're a rollerblader. I see you're making Kendama videos. I'm trying to start up a company to like help distribute them in the U S and just spread the game. And like, I'm trying to set up a team and like, would you be interested in being a part of it? So cold call. I was, yeah, I was super hyped. So I had only put out three edits at that point, one, two, and three, but I did yeah. have a bunch of skate videos, rollerblading videos that were on YouTube as well. So I think Jeremy, who was like a professional photographer for rollerblading at the time um saw those and was like okay this guy is like one of the only people making videos and he rollerblades so like let's try to get him involved and i was super open to it super stoked whenever but he 
once he once I responded back to him and stuff, he like right away either had called me or like sent an email and then set up a call and basically was like, I'm trying to make an awesome pro team. I want to really like take this to the next level, have an entire company. Like, are you into it? it you know, I want to send you Kadamas. Mm. So I said, yes, I'm stoked on it. But at the time, Jiro had this idea that the pros were only going to play gold Mugens. Yeah, I kind of love that. Can we just bring that back? I'm down. (laughs) Yeah. So so Jeremy, because he got like, I think he bought like either a 12 rack or like a case, but he bought gold Mugens in bulk at the time. Yeah. And he was like, my God, he knew that they were like doper than the other Damas. And he was like, okay, yeah, golds are only for the pro team. So, like, I got, like, two, I think I got two gold Mugens. I say Mugen, but it's Mugen. I know it's, like, Mugen. But <laughs> yeah, you, two gold you Mugen. influence the culture, Colin. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's Mugen for the real nerds. Mugen. Yeah. Mugen. Mugen. In the bathtub. <laughs> the gold, man. I, I may have told this story on the nerds once before. It's just a quick little iteration about the yeah. fucking gold Mugen. I almost got one once. Was- I didn't. I didn't know it was on the line. At uh, EK, the EKO in in Toulouse, France, in 2013. Ooh, yeah. Um, I was in the third place battle with Matt Sweets Jorgensen. Oh, hey, fucker! And he beat me, and fucking, I lost the gold Mugen. He won a gold Mugen. It was like third uh, place specifically was getting this gold Mugen uh, that was like oh, that was that fucking donated by whoever, whatever Japanese homie was there. And then yeah, we found yeah. out, and I was just like. And now I think every time I fucking see him with it, because I go that to his house pretty much, and I always see it, and I'm like, oh, and he always just looks at me with this cheat-eating grin, and I'm just like, fuck you, sweet. Oh, man. I get, wow. I get filled with the sweets Rematch, rage. rematch. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, a really, that's a really good, like, deep core memory of, like, almost hey. having the gold mm. mugen. <laughs> right, oh, right. Never, never wanted a gold mugen so bad in my life. Uh, until well, I didn't, didn't even think about I, it. Until well, I didn't know it was on the line. Yeah. You know, and then I was like, ah. Oh, since you brought up sweets just to tap on like sweets and like collectors vibe stories the 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 most anyone's ever bought a kendama for off of me was matt sweets and he oh and it was very it, it was helpful i definitely have sold stuff into his collection and he always would give me like a fair price for stuff wow. um but he has or he purchased for me and owns the blue kotobuki mugen Oh, wow. Yeah. Has yeah. the gold sparkle, which uh-huh. I filmed it in Mugen's in the house. And kind of once I'd filmed them all and they were in the video, I was like, it's I, like, I'm okay to sell these. Like, Sweet's yeah. going to keep them in his museum. Like, uh-huh. in a good place. Got crazy HD footy of it. There's it's already a, out yeah. in it. Yeah. Yeah. We played nice, but like, they're more just to be like preserved. Totally. But anyway, Sweet's so Sweet's is sitting on the blue Koto that I secretly like love and think is mine. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I think he has. I think he bought my red Kodo off me too, maybe, and then the blue like a year later. But anyway, probably. Does yeah, anyway, dude so yeah, got the whole collection. When I Let's... really tried to like kick it into gear with the edits, was Jira was like, "Okay, you're on like the pro team. You're like a pro," and I'm like, "Okay, I have like three haggard edits. I need this to seem like way more legit." So I was like, "All right, <laughs> better film angles, like harder tricks, like." So uh-huh. my Kendama edit four felt like a big level up for me. And it was also like, then basically, the entire edit's like on Gold Mugens. Um, <laughs> but then we didn't. Then literally, like 
we didn't realize that like six months later, a year later, they'd be like hard to find. And Jeremy's like, yeah, I'm like, I need another gold man. He's like, yeah, we can't like get them anymore. Like, I don't really know. And it was just like, what? <laughs> oh, okay. Like you said, we'd only play on golds and like, it's only been like nine months. Now they're out. Like <laughs> <laughs> you went too hard, dude. Protein, right. protein went too hard. <laughs> uh, the gold mines have dried up. They're gone. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so we, I used to search for gold mugens, and this is last little side story with that. We don't need to dive into American politics, but all you need to know is Jiro sent a gold mugen to Obama when he won his like presidential. No. So, <laughs> some, so the White House gifting department has a mint gold or received one in like whatever oh. that was, 09, 010. I don't even know. No way. But oh, so we dude. were like, and he'd always be like, oh man, I wish I maybe wouldn't have mailed that one into the abyss of like Washington. Fully <laughs> 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 one open in package. Shit. I mean, that's a good gamble though. If for whatever reason Obama had opened it and just been yeah. down, you know, and just like all or of a sudden had a gold he, is mute. He, like playing it now. Like in- uh, he could <laughs> be, man. Yo, Obama, yeah, right? if you're listening, man. Hit up the yeah. <laughs> and flip <laughs> up the nerds. Gold just, just send a yeah. clip, you know? Actually, do a, a big picture. Cup. Even a picture. <laughs> that's true. With a gold Mugen, like that would be too much. That's insane. That's a, you know, that, I, I thought I thought Wyatt sending Tony Hawk his his champ uh, mod was kind of big. Yeah. The president has a gold Mugen. Wow. Not just wow, a maybe. It might maybe, just be in true. the depths of the White House. Who knows that's what other true. treasures are in there? But Yeah, exactly. All with other like, gold shit. It's probably they just threw it in the pile next to all the UFOs and you know the fucking <laughs> <laughs> the American pyramids they yeah. don't want anybody to find yeah. whatever other conspiracy you want to talk about. But so yeah. when we so when you started <laughs> that'll be episode two. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Attack of the clones. <laughs> when you jump when you jumped on with uh, Jero and Kendama USA, who were the other people that were abo- aboard? So it was really just me, like Jeremy, I don't think he had like started the company or like the LLC or like the, the actual company structure yet. It's like he an idea. Kind of just yeah. like, this is an yeah. idea. It's early on. I think at the time there were a couple, there were like a couple other rollerbladers that he had playing. Um, that first it, video, the first Kusa edit. Yeah. So just that was kind gang. of like you were there really young and then there was a bunch of, you know, rollerbladers in there yeah yeah so i think i can't remember the name of the japanese blader um but he played and then i think there was like i don't know if alex broskow was playing yet at that point but frankie morales was definitely playing there were like a couple bladers that were like loosely playing and then jeremy had i remember on like the early kendama usa like pro team it was like a couple other bladers that were like sort of just in the skate world but not like crazy into kendama and i was sort of the first person who was like he was like look dama not that it was like my main thing at that point but he was like you're you're into this for dama's sake it's not just sort of like a side accoutrement to your other sports so like he kind of wanted me to be sort of like the team leader you know of sorts but yeah it was basically just jiro me and then his direct friends that like rollerbladed he shot photos with they were like kind of on the team but like yeah we're more just, just like blade homies and the homie yeah. squad that's just around and helps out yeah. yeah yeah but then so i think then the second person like the second actual dama pro like i basically think i roped zach yord 
into uh, it like a year later and i was like you're already getting good like I, this you know it, we can't just have the entire team be from my same high school but like you're the only <laughs> other person who's like mountains at this point and like so yeah then i think it was yord and then i think turner thorn was like our third or like first extra pro and then smith i think was after that unless smith came before yeah. turner maybe actually no smith was the fourth one yeah smith yeah. was the fourth because he won the video Jay. contest right mm, afterwards yeah, yeah. And I remember me, me and Zach. So, so early on, it was just me. Then, basically, like a bit in Zach Yord, who it was awesome because we would kind of like push each other back and forth with our edits. And that, you know, you know how oh, it is yeah. when people want to like drop a trick before you drop a trick. And oh, yeah, at yeah. that time, especially, he, he was kind of my like head to head competition. And I remember funny story with like, I could tell he was like getting better than me just by like the way he would catch his lunar, like how he would land his tricks and i'm like yeah that was launched that was like absolutely pocketed like he just looked good you know uh. so i was like it's only a matter of time before he's better than me whatever then <laughs> sack yards edit three i played it for my college roommate who appears in a bunch like of my earlier edits he was in the black and white five cup edit with me oh yeah and, yes. um he i played zach yards edit three for him and he just looks at me and just goes it's over dude <laughs> but it's over. he's like it's a dude he's he's way better than you like he's that was <laughs> never catch him and i was like what no i was like it's a good edit but like i'm still like no man like he's like bro did you like do you see that like double lunar flip like you're done like whatever it was and i was kind of like taken aback i was like no i knew this edit was fire but like so i was already like ready to be just like taken out and the young grasshopper me and Frazier would kind of like have oh, yeah. some competition back and forth trying to get tricks and just talking yeah. about tricks. Young Frazier was fucking heady, dude. I mean, he still is, but he yeah. was yeah. fucking... He had the tricks. Yeah. So how what was the, the culture, the community like back then? Because now it's grown to something that many people regard as like so welcoming, so open, uh, honest, and just big help out for so many things, not just as a person like playing Kendama and leveling up their skills, but like mentally, like friendship, like it's grown uh, into such a, a beautiful thing, pretty much. Yeah. But at the beginning, like, you know, as well as now, you know, Instagram is is the main place where everybody lives. But at that time, how are you contacting people? How are you meeting yeah, people? So it was I definitely think Kendama draws in a certain type of sort of creative, positive, open, That's maybe that. like a little bit hippie, a little bit just a little bit more out there type person because they're like, oh, it's open-minded, you know, open-minded. It's <laughs> sort of well-rounded, like well-rounded, if you will, a form of juggling. Ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so yeah, I love, it makes sense that the whole community is like so positive now. And it definitely was that way back then, but it was, if it felt sort of like an extreme, like niche kind of uh -huh. thing then where like, it was like, okay, we knew that like me, Yord, Frazier, like Roosh, Van Rasta, like Void. Uh -huh. Like we knew you kind of knew everyone like by name. Yeah, like, it was like a handful like, of people that were actually involved in it, right? Yeah. So it was and and I think I think like I guess we would talk maybe on like Facebook Messenger back then, like me and Frazier, me and your your like people would I think that it was either that or like Gmail chat. That's um 
but yeah there was no like facebook group for kendom or something but like through facebook i remember that's how i would like message with fraser message with like um you know people like in europe in england and stuff and like Uh yeah it was so it was very like direct just like talking to each other then you'd get someone's number and be like on the text level or do a phone call or whatever Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah it was you know it was positive everyone was like i feel like there was this feeling of like everyone that did play knew that the game itself like needed to be seen by more people and was like ready to like break out Uh so there definitely was like a feeling of like the potential of being like look this maybe this isn't like as big as like skateboarding but it's like there's going to be a ton of kids that can like play this benefit from this Uh enjoy the experience yeah so we're 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 in about we're still in like the like 2010 era at this point of of the timeline (laughs) some of you listening nerds were five at this point yeah oh man (laughs) actually fuck you know uh (laughs) gallagher um so this isn't too far in the future but do you you remember calling when you and i shared our first japan trip oh yeah in 2012 uh we were both there for that uh that event i'll never forget the first time i saw you because i was standing there i remember at the door of the venue and i was like um i'm like if you're looking at the building all the way to the right of like maybe 10 doors or some shit yeah and i'm like over in the kind of corner standing with i think with eric and brett probably and we're playing Kanama, whatever. And then you just came in with all your luggage and shit and just like walked right by. And you're like, yo, what's up? And just like kept walking. You had you were on a mission. I don't know if you were trying to check in or meet somebody or what the fuck. But I was just like, yo, let's fucking call him Sander. Whoa, Dude. fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then we were like hung out and shit. That was such a fucking crazy trip. That's Dude, something that was, that, that was yeah. so awesome. Of all the uh, Japan uh, trips I've had at this point, that's still to this day one of my favorites. Yeah, that was, I think you touched on it either in Roosh's episode or something, but we we went out for this invitational competition out there, uh-huh. and it was very much like an early crew of like the first couple dozen foreign Kendama players that were asked to like perform on stage, and they were like, like look at how weird he grips the Kendama. We're going to make yeah. him go up and break like, out. Whoa, he touched the string. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, but funny story, I think we all Man. got worked pretty early in that contest but i lost in the first round and i think it was oh, a, me too it was like a 12 year old girl from either mongolia or nepal but i feel like it was it was mongolians mongolia there was a huge mongolian squad that year i remember yeah. that <laughs> back in the day this is like you think Dude. about like all the different areas that have popped people don't understand like oh mongolia. mongolia was <laughs> dude if they were still playing maybe some of them are if they were they would still be winning dude they were fucking gnarly yeah oh, but i will God. say there was also this trick and the referee like called me for like a fault uh-huh. oh but i thought i got it and then she missed it and then i like basically i almost closed my first round but they called uh... me on like, a hand fault on like you know when you like you're holding the tama Ken is down like you're about to do an airplane, but then you you swing it and you roll the string around your hand, catch it, and then airplane. Okay, like oh, like, like a, a scramble. scramble. Yeah, it's like a basic yeah. scramble. Yeah, yeah, or basic hand roll, whatever. But yeah, apparently I like let I like floated it, so like I didn't like pin oh, the string. That. The string wasn't full contact. Damn. There was no full, and I was nah, like, oh, I that's some it. JKA shit right there, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I was yeah. Like, Come on. <laughs> and he, honestly, it was like close. I didn't even. I wasn't even like popping it. Like, yeah. <laughs> No, but I was like, you're 
I was like, wait, what? I didn't get that? Yeah. And man. Yeah, another one that maybe some people don't. It got and I was like, whatever. Yeah, yeah it, <laughs> it, it gets deep. There's one that I was always surprised about, about like going for like, oh, an airplane or whatever, one turn, two turn, up anything. The string can't touch your, your finger. You have to position it out. So the string yeah. coming out of the hole from the top of everyone. That's the only thing that you're using for leverage to get that hook. Now, me yeah. personally, I oh my fingers are always there, and I feel like I get a better Dude, snap. Yeah, uh, me too. Yeah. And I was gonna say that's become yeah. more of a thing for me as strings have become longer. Mm. Yeah, like back in back in the day when you had the two finger string, that wasn't so bad because you could yeah. still get a little whip on it, like easy. Yeah. But if you have a fucking string that you can't even count with your fingers, then good luck. You know, not yeah. using your finger. You gotta whip your arm like fucking four feet left to exactly, right to get yeah. that three turn up try that yeah. try yeah. that right now everyone at home yeah and for all the for the for the patreon get the video i love i prefer to have oh, a dude me too prefer. dude that finger yeah. right on it yeah point 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 okay okay so of course japan was awesome we'll dive into japan in a little bit but i do have a question for you know edit six how it that was a rare one. It is one that is <laughs> lost. Why was you that had, rare? Yeah, that had... was a limited release on Netflix. Uh, <laughs> yeah, before Netflix available for one week only. You had so many people uh, following you because of your kendama edits. You have a lot. You have a various amount of of different types of video. If everyone goes on Colin's uh, YouTube channel and your edits, your your kendama edits are here and there. And you had a lot of people, a lot of comments, uh, activity on your kendama edits, even. Um, Rob, what's his name? Scallion, the the, the Scallion. you know the music, the music YouTube dude. Anyone know? The huge, huge YouTube music dude who got in it like early on, like with YouTube and playing music and like hey riffs and shit, like comedy yep. style wise, doing I the see. YouTube thing. And I remember early on when I was watching his videos, yeah, like everyone he had like a blue TK or or a Zora. I was like, what the. Like when I was getting in on it, and then as I was doing some homework like a few weeks ago, checking out the old uh, Sander edits, I see him commenting. Be like, oh, you know, he's got the fucking check right next yeah, to his. I feel like he's YouTube, like, that was cool, dude. It was a more like budding community. This is another interesting uh, thing to note because I feel like even YouTube, I don't know their exact founding date. I don't. It know was pretty five, new, man. Oh six, oh ten, like yeah, 28. yeah. 2008 maybe either Something way like it that. wasn't like Six. Mm. it wasn't as like uniformly embraced so i do think there was something to like you know there was there weren't like a ton of views on the early edits but getting some of the later edits to like go semi-viral or at least get a lot of eyeballs i think it's it was a combination of like using the right titles and like search optimization yeah. in the descriptions and like yeah we share the links so. around a couple different message boards or like try to share yeah. them and like but i do think that you know there's so youtube's so awesome and still such a great resource yeah. and super fun for the record i looked it up as 2005 february 14th yeah. 2005 yeah. there you go there you go <laughs> so what made you, you decide to put edit six away behind um, a so paywall almost yeah pretty much i mean jeremy was like Jeremy wanted to make a DVD that was, he wanted to make like a, something we could sell that taught people how to play Kandama. Mm. So uh. Kandama Edit 6, we were like, let's just drop it as a DVD and it'll have a lot of like instructional stuff of you teaching people kind of the basics. And then it'll also have like a banger edit that you can watch and then like some extras and stuff. 
So, you know, I was into it. Jeremy was like, you know, basically then it became sort of more of like a paid project or I was like, you know, let's do this properly. I'm not going to go like film myself teaching Kendama in the park for like four straight days because <laughs> I'm trying to jam unless this is like, okay, we're selling it. This is like going to help people, but like also be a good product for them to have, yada, yada. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was basically just like, okay, cool. We'll make edit six. Like we wanted it to be sort of like an enticing selling point for people that might be like, okay, I don't need a like how to play Kendama DVD because I'm already good. But like, okay, Colin's edit six is on there. So I'll just buy it for that, like escape. Yo. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and during that era, that's what, that's what it was for all the people who are like get into skating. Like yeah. you went, you had totally. to go buy the DVDs. Usually you had a gang of friends. You're like, oh, I'm going to get that one. You buy that one. And yeah. we'll hang out and watch all of them. Mm. Yeah. Dude, that, that was like something also that like, I guess you could say you kind of like, I guess borrowed from the Japanese players. Do you remember in 2012? I feel like you would have gotten one too. I have. I just recently found them because I just moved some DVDs um, of Maruishi-san, who used to be the head of the JKA, mm-hmm. and uh, he had like his own tricks on these DVDs. And I think there's it's like the kind of same vibe where there's some instructional stuff, but yep, yep. it's also just like some old man like Tenth Dawn JKA <laughs> edit from Frank. 2010 yeah. or yep. earlier, probably. You know pretty sick you i assume you got those that year too yeah maybe Pro- i probably did but i feel like some of the stuff you'd like try to play it and it would uh-huh. be like format not valid like, oh that's true uh japanese that probably DVD makes sense. players but no, i did the, the the region is different yep to us um, that's true yeah but um maybe in canada I, it's the same i did like Ugh. jumping ahead in time when i was making mutants in the house i did go through i think i went through tomotsu to get that like DVD, basically the footage of uh, Kubota-san, like that, that like whatever the TV station is, did a special on him or something, and they yeah. sent like the full special, and then I pulled like some elements out of that for that edit. So hell yeah, that was a really cool video to like kind of come across. And I, I think it was like a year, it was like a year plus after I asked him to try to like start looking for it that he like found it. Mm. <laughs> But yeah, there's there's some crazy <laughs> there's some crazy OG like hidden videos out there for sure. For yeah. real, man. <laughs> yeah. So it's some cool shit. When you went to when you went to that Dom, what was it? Dama not Dama Fest. The the one it that you're invited to at in the Japan. World, oh, the first one. World Kendama World, Open. World Kendama the Open. Fujiwara Ise Cup. Yes. This will be your first show and tell translation. I think this came up on Roish's episode too, maybe? Maybe not. Oh, I, I, yes, probably, I don't know if you took it out. Yeah, Kendama Fest 2020. Yeah, uh, something, something. The 11th version. 11th. 11th. Oh, it was the 11th year. Yeah. Like, oh, getting players from around the world and all the Japanese players. Uh, oh, okay. And then in Osaka and where it was. Yeah. yeah. World to open. Uh-huh. The world so Kendama open. That. that was yeah. So that was fun. But um, so who who so did Kendama USA fly you out there? Yeah, yeah. So at that point, and it was just you from from Kusa. I think it was just Dude, me. It yeah. was because it was there was only like I think eight like yeah. foreigners that weren't Mongolian. Yeah, there was <laughs> yeah, there yeah. was like another eight Mongolians, but like the- there's a picture somewhere of all of us. 
Yeah, there's it was some... it was like you, me, um, Eric, and Brett from Canada, yep. and then um, the, that uh, Nick Schofer was there. Oh, and... he's oh, that's right. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, Nick mushroom Schofer. kindama. Dude, got a shout out. Go do, your, go do your homework. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there you go. Like the... I feel like his second to last and last edits were like pretty fire. Yeah, no, he he always had some good shit. Yeah, he For always. Sure. Had... And he's he, a funny he, guy. He did it all on Mugen's too. Yeah, I was gonna say the other Mugen Lord. Fucking yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I forget who I was talking to, but I think maybe you were there, Colin. But we were talking about how you and him really made the Mugen what it was, where it was like, yeah, it was just like another Kendama. Oh. Like oh, there was Azoras, there's Mugen's, but there were you and him specifically were like putting out a lot of content with it, Mugen's with and like we, we blasting like... them super hard. <laughs> like <laughs> that shot in fucking edit seven of like the red Mugen uh, on the lunar spinning. spinning. It's like on a yeah, turn yeah. Dude, I'm glad that that turned out so nice. I'm glad you guys liked Dude, that. Appreciating that, that is imprinted in my memory because <laughs> I remember being new to Kendama and seeing you do a fucking lunar, and I literally said, "Shut the fuck up! You can't do that." I was actually upset. <laughs> I was upset, and then you did a flip or some shit, and I was like, yeah. "I lost my yeah. mind." And I was like, well, "What the fuck?" Shout out, shout out, Nick Schopfer, though. I hadn't even thought about him or mentioning the name, but super deep. World, but he he very much too like loved the beauty of the Mugens. He Dude. sold me a bunch of mine. Like oh yeah, he wow. was also a rollerblader, so we had that connection. And mm. he was, I think he was also doing some video production and photo studio work, and kind of got into that line yeah, of work. I believe he's a photographer now, like professionally. Yeah, he's definitely a talented guy. Has a really good like aesthetic, and he like uh-huh. he, you're. It's so true though. We were both like. The if, Mugen like celebrators, dude. Time. You were yeah. <laughs> found the high you end shit, and you're like, it was kind of just to flex because we were like the only ones that had them. So we were just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then, right, then right, it just no, became no. the thing though, because everybody had like a few people had Mugs, and we're all like, oh. But like Colin and Chauffeur have like all the Mugs. The, the chase for the emerald, scene. dude. The oh. chase for the <laughs> emerald, dude. Seeing Keith do a crazy like line on an emerald Mugen in Hawaii, uh, and I was just like, and I'm filming the emerald Mugen and Keith. <laughs> Playing it, and I'm just like, dude, hated fan. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, I was there when Keith got that Mugen. I actually did a trick yeah. on him before Keith we even yeah. saw it. Was like, I there with you? Was I there too? I don't know. You might have been. It, it was, was just... at it was at Miyajima Island, and Miyajima? it was like that year yep. where Mugens were coming back, and Kazuma yeah. came Man. with like his fucking yep. steel briefcase, pretty much handcuffed to his wrist. Twenty thirteen contained. The the blue and the yeah, earth, this the earth blue and yeah. the green the the two first Mugen Musos oh sparkling right. green yeah and, yeah the sparkling green that one was the sick one the, the and the batch came out and they were all black as shit but we don't got to get into that <laughs> so, but, black. so uh, I remember I was still good yeah, they were still dope but there wasn't the same <laughs> what we saw but anyway everybody was chilling over at this like little pier spot on the other side of like the Tory Gate or whatever and I was like in the middle filming a trick when Kazuma walked by and I saw him and he saw me and we said, what's up, whatever. And so he showed me the Emerald Mugen and I did like a, I think there's a video of it actually because I was filming a trick. So I'm pretty sure I was filming with Kristen and she would have yeah. just kept filming. And I did like some rod shit to Lunar or whatever and was like, oh, and like spiked it. And, and not, I didn't go too ham. It was an Emerald Mugen. Yeah. You don't just fucking right. yeah. that thing around, it. you know, like. Yeah, you baby it. Even I didn't throw a moon circle, you know, fucking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> scroll, scroll deep, Krom Kendama's YouTube channel. They have a video called uh, Kendama's on Japanese TV. That's yeah. where it is. Oh. oh. Uh, that's where oh. it is. They're coming in clutch, as as always. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know because Shit. when I made my first appearance on Japanese TV featured about Kendama, I put it up on YouTube and I, I titled it more 
Kendama on Japanese TV. Uh, ah, nice. That's how you find yeah. that shit. But yeah, it's funny. Anyways, to finish that story, that was just like that happened. I was on Japanese TV the first time of the many times. Yeah, because once you do it once, it's like you're just in it. You know, they love that shit in Japan, dude. There's always a camera around, and they they love when there are people who are not Japanese who love stuff that is Japanese. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Kendama is definitely very big one. Okay, so Edit Six goes out as a DVD. From then you release Edit 7. Two years after Edit 7, Edit 8 came out. Uh, edit Yeah, and Edit 8 was the real sort of next level up, next game changer of like, uh-huh. look, we've got a bunch of pro models that are like made. That was the release of the pro models. In the warehouse. Yeah. yeah, we need to like hype these up, sell them. Like Jiro, you know, all props to Jiro. He... You runs all of like the business side of that stuff but we kind of just were like players that were very hyped and just ready to create something memorable to try and like share That's this it. with the world and you and did but it's funny because going back like the Davas were so haggard but at the same time like people were stoked on them you could actually buy them like because you couldn't always get TKs and like dude it was, it was so hard to get a Dawa back in the day it was like Dawa, some, man. it was easier yeah. to go buy drugs than it was to get a fucking Kandawa <laughs> dude at least in Canada I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but straight true, up yes 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 it was, it, I'm sure it was difficult and like you guys also had you know the brand Kendama USA you were the first sure. to really and as well as you know Colin you were you were building that shit up before you right. even knew it, and I'm sure that's why Jero okay. like looked at you and be like, "This is the only guy doing it." He seemed pretty passionate. Yeah, going to yeah. continue pushing it. Yeah, uh, as well yeah. as like the background again with with the film stuff was that kind of put on? Did Jero ask you to do that? Who made the Kusa opening clack 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 intro? Oh, that was a good oh, one. I was like that. I don't know who made the graphic for that. It was probably one of Jeremy's friends. He had some other production friends like in Atlanta too. That graphic was just like handed to me, but he was super hype. But um, yeah, the, for the pro model video, like we did it up right where like Jiro basically hired me to like direct and shoot the video. But I was also like, okay, people can come into Pittsburgh and like stay in my parents' house for like five days while we just like, <laughs> Dama like ten Sesh hours. Dom. <laughs> yeah, we had, yeah. A, we had like pre-production meetings. So, so me and my brother and my dad also have a production company that's called Ponce Productions, uh, and that's what the sort of film and commercial stuff is done out of. And so they have like an office in Pittsburgh where my dad's kind of like working on developing like TV shows and feature films, and that's kind of our like pseudo family business, which is kind of separate in some ways from a lot of my like solo video production work and directing work but sometimes it's through Ponce and long story short we we got to kick it in like the proper offices in Pittsburgh and like sit there with like me and Yord and Turner Jeremy and my dad was there because he was just working but wanted to sit in on it and be like okay what what is the goal like what do we want to cover what are we making here like you know just get everyone on the same page of like okay you know we want a bunch of hype tricks but we want really crisp visuals we want it to be about the product it was sort of like the first kusa like commercial project of sorts promotional video yeah yeah yeah. and i and it turned out super great and like we definitely pushed ourselves but very much like i feel like the visual aesthetic on that was like 
another level of cleanness, even up from edit seven, because it helps so much to be like shooting someone else as opposed to self-filming. Totally. So it was just like, boom, okay, now we can get close-ups. Now we can like yeah. help each other out. People can rotate in if they're not lacing. Uh-huh. These two are going to film over here. We're going to go over there. But yeah, that super proud of that video. And it was really fun. And just like the energy, the colors, the wardrobe, like everything was like turned out great for being like, like a compressed example of like what kendama culture is or was at the time yeah yeah and like putting it more uh, 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 and making it i don't know more serious as like this is this is the new skateboard like this is this is gonna be the shit like everyone getting who knows about it who loves it right now understands that point and is just so appreciative of the I guess the money, the budget that was put into it, as well as, you know, the, the the quality that came out of it. And that's another thing that you can show somebody who doesn't know about it and be like, look at this shit. And they'll be like, oh, damn, they'll take it a lot more seriously when you got a good amount of quality yeah. behind it, production yeah. behind it and stuff. So that was really and good. And that from was, that one, like... Was, that's hmm. one of those projects, too, where, like, everyone did so awesome. But, like, by the end of the, like, six days or seven days or whenever we were shooting, like, everyone was kind of ready to, like not be like grinding and be like okay we've wrapped we've shot everything we can we've like everyone's grinded their tricks like jeremy's got to get back to atlanta turner's going home like you know it was we were so like in it it was basically like five or six straight days of like living together filming and like stacking clips running around the city so like yeah we definitely put a lot into it and that it, it but it did turn out awesome I remember so vividly the the rooftops. Where was that? <laughs> the classic rooftop nerds homework. Yeah, we basically all three of us for the intro Moshe Kamade on top of this roof with like this crazy view. Um, that's in Oakland. So it's like a little college town outside of Pittsburgh. But we had some friends who like lived in like a kind of party house there. Um and you would have to like climb out the third story window to go onto this like sketchy fourth story roof. And <laughs> they would just hang out there, drink beers up there, like just kick it. So I was like, we, we got to go to the roof because you could see the city like kind of uniquely from that angle. And I just thought it would like add sort of like a high energy, not like parkour, but like, okay, they're on the roof. I guess you can play there. Like <laughs> it was right. kind of just like some cheeky like Dama humor. But yeah, it ended up being like kind of like an iconic shot from that totally because it's like of course one of the main things in kendama play and kendama edits are yeah the tricks you know but it can be so much more like the the place the setting that you're in so yeah, i think that's what, the vibe yeah yeah i mean that's what made the the sunset from op- the opening of seven stand out in people's minds and for me yeah. like the rooftops i think i remember like on one time skags like on his story on insta just like video of like him like just like driving by that shit he's like yo for the people who know like and he just you know and i was like dad that's the fucking rooftops yeah and, and just in our hilarious wardrobe just made it that much more like what the hell's going on <laughs> what was the wardrobe it seemed pretty normal it seemed like yeah, i mean like it was guys. kind of like, like you know skier double, vibes double the... xlts like neon <laughs> colors short shorts yeah. tanks you know tanks yeah, yeah. standard standard issue <laughs> i still have my orange tank top from edit seven it has like 20 holes in it and it's like total garbage but i won't throw it away because i'm like this is my 
tank from Edison. Yeah. Yeah. And nor should you. That thing should be <laughs> on in a fucking case, signed and in the sweets museum. <laughs> eventually. You gotta you gotta make sweets give you a good price for it though. Yeah. And it'd be like eventually we could all have a couple tanks in there. It'd be like the jerseys on the wall and fucking yeah. like the hard rock cafe like or whatever. A frame from the edit. Dude, yeah, we got we got to make somebody's got to make like a, the Hard Rock Cafe equivalent of kendama, and we'll just have like memorabilia <laughs> everywhere. Be like people's kendamas from this editor, that edit, like screwed to the roof, shit like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. your Kotobuki blue will just have a screw right through it, just into the fucking roof. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, no, you got to super. I'm glue just the kidding. Shit we won't. We won't <laughs> do that. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, we won't. Do, we won't be putting a screw to the Kotobuki blue. That won't happen. Um, but yeah, but so, so yeah, edit eight, edit eight, the pro models, we had the sparklers and like just the whole thing felt very like, you get the posters, do those posters, the posters. It was great. It, it was super fun. And that definitely like launched us into the next era of like, yeah. okay, Jeremy was selling more kendamas than he was ready to be like, let's do Japan for the next like pro release video. And ah. then that's kind of where it all just expanded even further and it was like okay yeah. that video people love now we're making the team bigger now we're getting in like tribe mm-hmm. well i guess it was tribute at that point but yeah yeah um let's yeah step, let's, then, so then let's, it basically then it flourished from like this journey of like all us in the core community having this breakout edit to then being like okay now it's going a lot bigger there's people playing in other countries it's time to like travel, get like promote it more, just really dive in right. and figure out like what the hell is going on with the actual Kendama shapes and product. Cause then, then it was like, yes, the tribute yes. thing was like slicing strings and like, you know, you get eggy Tamas. So then all of a sudden <laughs> it was like, oh my God, retool, new product, like what's going on. And then, you know, that just birthed the whole cycle of like getting to the amazing shapes that we have today and like. Uh-huh. So for edit- so so releasing of the first pro mods. Uh, before that, I'm sure you were playing plenty of tributes at that time. Classics, I think they were just tributes. No, from Kusa. yeah, and, yeah, and I was I I was still playing a lot of Uzora as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and like JKA Damas, but yeah, of the Kendama USA Damas, it was I think it was just called tribute at that point. Yeah, and then how, did you have a hand in crafting a shape? Did, did Jero come to you asking um, about ideas? What do you have? Or he just wanted you to that, make videos? Not at that point. Um, you know, I definitely tried to... I think all of us, like, when we got the first pro mods, were like, okay, this is not the most honed Dama ever. We need to, <laughs> like, we need to grind out this edit and, like, but like hit the next chapter after that. So like as yeah. high level players, we kind of knew we're like, look, this is our like, this is Jeremy's first attempt at this. We weren't very involved in the shape and whatnot, but we tried, then we started like trying to help improve it and rehab it. And then it moved to like a better place with like sort of the thicker tributes. And then eventually like, you know, normal press on Serratos and like the whole evolution. Yeah. Once we had like, I don't think it was until maybe Cherry Cherries, you know, we start we would weigh in like verbally on the shaping, but we weren't like doing like the CAD drawings or like exact measurements. So yeah, it was tough to get the product exactly where we wanted it, but it kept creeping in the right direction. Um and was Cherry yeah. Cherries, man. Those yeah. those were bangers. I'll never forget those because those were the first thing I think I ever saw from Kusa that weren't tributized. 
They, well, they're, they they're, they were tributaries, but there was ones that were released. There weren't. Yeah, some were. Oh, somewhere. they did. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I even think in that one, they released like another, like at towards yeah. the end of it, they're like, we're bringing it back in, maybe not Kaizen, but Dude, yeah, the, the Ivy. Yeah. The, the Ivy shout out. Yo, get, just let the nerds know about Ivy, just for these <laughs> nerds that don't know. Ivy, my actual frogs or the pro model? Well, I mean, I guess both. Everything. That's kind of what I was thinking okay, of that little so, tidbit of the pro model, yeah, but you know. Quick, quick diversion. I always loved frogs growing up and just, they're super cool. They come in like a million colorways. Like they're steezy. They got crazy eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually had pet Costa Rican green and black tree frogs. Um, the scientific name is Dendrobatidae erotus. It's basically a fairly, <laughs> yeah. Um, but so yeah, I, I had these tree frogs. They were these awesome pets. I grew up with a bunch of different frogs. So, and we, you know, back in the day, the struggle was always getting your Tama to be sticky. So oh. my idea was like, go frog themed, make this thing as sticky and as rubbery as possible. And it's like the froggy grip, the froggy yeah, that color, will... like you'll just suction your lunars on. Obviously it's not that simple. <laughs> People have been struggling since the dawn of time to like get sticky paint and like, <laughs> but it's, you know, now there's so many good options, but, um, I was going to say not anymore. Fuck, there's too much now. It's like, which one do you choose? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Ivy, Ivy was one of my tree frogs. And then I did a little engraving there and mm-hmm. yeah, it was the cherry cherries. Hell um, yeah. But I don't have frogs anymore, but it was a fun, it was definitely yeah. a fun time in my life. Before, um, before that, your first pro mod was uh, yellow. Did is that something that Yord wanted? Because I know he's a, you know Pittsburgh and stuff. You know the yellow color is a big one. I know, you know you mentioned some of the the reasons why you uh, you chose yellow in that the end of edit eight. Yes, does it still hold true? Lemons. Yeah, it still holds true. I definitely like. I feel like the yellow Mugen was super rare at that time too. And even uh, yellow Zoras were rare. So I was like, yeah. it's hard there. And the yellow TK was either like a highlighter yellow or like, was it, there was no yellow. Yeah, It was yeah. a highlighter yellow. You're yeah. right. So, and that was, even that was like not run that long or something. Okay. Um, but yeah, I basically was like, there are no yellows available and I already like yellow. So it was kind of like, there was the yellow sunrises. Those were nice. Yeah, I had sunrises, one of those. Yeah, like you could find yellow Thomas. That but was, it was over in Europe, like, right? Yeah. You, again, the whole point of Kedum in USA is to provide it for the USA. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. To end so, from. Yeah, that's, and, and it's, you know, it's cool how, you know, they all had, you know, in Turner was like purple. Like that was like wet, like, whoa, purple? No one did purple. Yeah. Before. Uh, dude, yeah. yeah. Also like that, you mentioned that poster. With like the purple Turner mod in the Crown Royal bag. Well, we didn't say Crown Royal, but we all know yeah. it was a Crown Royal. We all know it was the probably. like the like minty like the mint teal-y ice cream backyard yeah. one with the ice cream, and then like yeah, the yellow sander with the lemon, the lemon on top. Yeah, that that poster, if I'm not mistaken, was shot by Luke Evans of Gripkin Dama. Am I wrong? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's his photography. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, that poster, I had that poster over my fucking stove in my old apartment in Calgary. I'll never, I always remember that shit. I still have one, actually. It's like rolled uh, up. That's sick. I have, actually, I'm I have looking some at it rolled right up. Now. Yeah, I have some old rolled up Kusa posters somewhere, but how did somebody anyway, get those? How did you attain those? But from buying the mod, were you able to just buy the poster? I think you oh, could buy them on the site. Yeah, I think oh, you word. could buy them, but sometimes they yeah. just like put them in the order with but, you. Or yeah. You would give them out. It was usually yeah. events. Mine came from the events, I'm pretty sure, from Donald Fest. Yeah. But yeah. 
kudos to Jiro too because he always made some cool prints and posters back then and they're like definitely like fun totally. like Again, history it's, and it's like those small things that like really make it feel more real as yeah. like a company as a real movement that's happening it's not a kid's toy anymore people say kid's right. toy but it's like yeah. no it's taking I mean, levels up and yeah. stepping it up and yeah. it's still a kid's toy but we're all just a bunch of big kids you know true yeah. true true it just has more like <laughs> like, like uh, validity. Is that the word for it? Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. not a bad word for you know? it. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's sort of just th- things had reached its own sort of like cultural momentum where like it was its own subculture and yeah, like, yeah. People didn't care if you didn't understand at this point because like everyone who was in was already in, in and <laughs> all like, in. <laughs> knew it was gonna grow and just yeah. But that's, you know, those were kind of the early days getting the first few pro models and then branching out to Japan and having these like right. super fun experiences and everything. But let's go. as a good transition, getting yeah. into Japan. Exactly. See, I have a couple of, I don't know if you can read. Oh, yeah. This is faded, but I don't, even I don't even know exactly what this says. Oh, that's hardcore kanji. Something about Kai Guy, maybe on the top. Yeah. I can't read a single one of those Some kanjis. That, yeah. Are those names? No, you could, it could I, be a name. Maybe it says Colin. I think maybe this one has my name on it. But that could be wrong. I'm not sure exactly. This one is going to be more legible, but I can't still, I, again, need need. Oh, that one's your name. That's Colin, Colin Sanda. Colin Sanda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On an emperor. That's pretty fucking epic. Right? See, yeah. look how tiny that fucking sticker is. Come on, yeah, guys. Yeah, dude. Come on. <laughs> Dude, I got an emperor. I'm looking at my emperor too. I got my emperor that trip as well. I got right, mine at fucking we, top gear. Yeah, before we keep going on about like the whole my whole journey, we definitely should. There's some there's a few other things to nerd out over. But, Episode five, six oh. is all about you, Colin. Do, do whatever you want. I'm showing a different country. I'm not and sure what this says. Hiroshima. Oh he oh that was an Nebari. Oh yo, that's the fucking uh, Mr. Imada's kingdom. Yeah, yo, I yeah. have one of those Yume. too. I have the blue one. Dream. Though. You met, yeah, yeah. That, that's from Imada-san, the guy who taught Tamotsuke Kendama. Yeah, yeah. There's not so a drill. The there's not a drill through the back of the on the side yeah, of them. Uh, there fucking is screw. There is. Yeah, yeah. you got the screw. Yeah, yeah man. Screw, baby. <laughs> Yo, I have um, a blue one, and it has a different kanji in it. I think. Okay, so this. Oh, okay, this, okay. I don't know. This one's really deep. On on some of my kendama trips, I've always tried to like find some beater damas that may be like historical elements. So. Don't know where or how I got this one, but there's some interesting kanjis on this. And also, I don't know if you guys, do you even recognize this seal? Yo, oh, dude, it says Kendama in the main part on the bottom. Yeah. This is like a pre-Mount Fuji seal. Something That's some Kendama? old shit, dude. Oh, on that bottom, I would need a better picture. Hold on, see if you can dude. read this. Yareba dekiru Kendama no waza. That's again... Nice. Um, yeah, yeah. That's like yeah. About that, you if you can do was a if you can do it. Yeah, as as long as you try, you can do anything. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a sense of it. Beautiful human engravings on this, but dream. Dream. Uh, gumbado. 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 Like try your oh. best. Does it <laughs> say gumbado? Is there another one? Gumbado. No, it's, a, it's an ooh. Gumbado. Uh, it's an ooh. That's yeah, why. And then this this might be hard to read, but. Oh, that's like a. Oh, that's a she. That's someone's. Uh, that's Damn. a town. Yeah, this is a town. This is yeah. probably a town. What this city is, is that? Kendama. 
You stole that from someone? <laughs> well, you, know, you know, this he's in the beater stash, and I was like, I think this needs to be preserved in a museum because they were about to, they were just like getting like chunked around by like you know bunch what? Of, you, I, I'm I'm sure that the I was it what was the dude's name again? Oh, it's in the beater stash. This is so. This is from. This is probably uh, from like a school or something. Imada, no, it's from Imada-san's Imada-san's fucking shit, dude. He his, has a fucking his dojo. Uh, yeah, yeah. No way, dude. You have one of Holy shit. <laughs> okay, yeah. So that that is one of the craziest stashes of kendamas I have ever seen, and probably yeah. ever will see. It was like literally it was like, like a, bin of like a, a bunch hockey of bag size <laughs> bin of kendamas yeah, that yeah. all had been moshi comments so hard that the big cup was like gone. Yeah, like gone, gone. The like ridge, you know, you yeah. look at like the ridge where the bird sits. That shit was literally yeah. like a quarter of the size all the way around. Ooh, maybe yeah. Like Kendama. Yeah. This is a unique on one of those Kendama. I can't believe you have one of those, Colin. You're an animal. That's an, <laughs> not, that one's definitely one. That's an early JKA. Early JKA. And then this. Shit. I think this is apparently pretty rare. Oh, that's the original oh, yeah, Fuji. That's... That was before Shin Fuji. Mm-hmm. That was the original Fuji. The Fuji. Yep. Yep. This mm-hmm. is the Mount Fuji. Basically, the, the golden yeah. seal for those that can't see has like three points on it, so it's kind of you like, have you have yeah. all all red ones, yeah, all red on these. Nice, yeah. Smith has a red uh, red collection too, right? I, it's a, just classic. That's right. Paying, I mean, I paying respects, my, my kendama know? tattoo is red. You know, the same thing <laughs> for a reason. Yeah, that's pretty much it for. I don't know, cool damas. Then we can get back to just like fun stories. But this, I think, is a that's uh, a Kayaki Shin Fuji. Shin Fuji, yeah. yeah. Love this yeah. one with with a cherry mustard five cup tama. Oh, what oh, the fuck! There you go. <laughs> that's a crazy cherry color wood, from back wood. in the day. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's cherry. It looks like it. Like it looks cherry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this one's super placky. Yeah, that's sick. Dude, Shin Fuji was one of those companies that was like, if you got a good Shin Fuji, it was so sick. That was good. Yeah. But if you didn't, it was pretty <laughs> bad. It was pretty bad. I yeah. really like the uh, the Roku Rosen stripe. Oh, one. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. One of the better like early designs for sure. Yeah, right? possibly. Yeah. Like, you know, adding into the tracking before anyone really thought about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I have one of the red ones of those too. Actually, it's good. I also have oh, this. Oh. That's pretty sick. Frame. Yeah, this I have a framed uh, of all the different seals, the JKA seals. Right. No, those are uh-huh. just the the stickers you just peeled off of the cans. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and when I was on like the Mugen <sighs> Shinsakura, I'm like, don't fuck up this peel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see actually the, the Mugen one has like a bit of like some picking at the side. At the like, side. Oh, oh no. no, dude! You should have hit that shit with a hairdryer. Yeah. So this, this is one of my favorite Kandala. That's dope. Like, that's pretty sick, actually. Yeah, I like yeah, that. that's, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. So, so we'll pause the show and tell time and get back to the some more questions, stories, and better. <laughs> but <laughs> let's. I, I want to go. Yeah, let's go. Let's travel to Japan. Yeah, the far distant Yay. land, the land of the rising sun, the land of Kendama. We already heard about your first. Was that your first trip? Yeah, my first trip was that quick trip to that invitational contest. And I think the second trip would have been to film the next Kendama USA Spirit Animals. Which was in like the January after that. We we were there in July. It was less than that. It was like six months. 
Yeah. Because I remember because Smith went and I was like me and Smith are yep. both in Canada. We're homies. So like yep. I, I went before him and he went right after me. That's how I remember. Then yep. then. Yeah, it was pretty quick. And we stayed in this awesome place and I, I'm like not as good with all the different names and stuff, but I think Miyaji. No, no, Miyajima's the island. We went to this right. temple that's like the big wooden temple. Um a Todaiji. Yeah. That's that's where you went. I remember the footage. Was, yeah. Was the uh, yeah, the, the it, massive the biggest and Buddhist what statue. City is that above? That's the Nara. Yeah, it, it's like in the Nara area, but there's I think it's I don't know. Well Tomotsu City where you were yeah. where you're probably staying is Gojo. Yeah. You but anyway, we Kobe went, around there, you, know, you got Kyoto uh -huh. in that area. Yeah, uh -huh. it was it was above Kyoto. Okay, so we stayed in Kyoto. Basically, Jeremy, the Kendama USA company owner, um, he set up this awesome trip where we were going to film the next pro model video in Japan. And it was basically all via Kyoto because that's what he had heard. And Tomotsu was also helping collaborate on it of like, this will be the best film locations. It's it's really pretty and all this different stuff. Um, so we posted up there and that was that was kind of like my life-changing Japan trip because got to see how beautiful the temples were. We got to go to the bamboo forest. We we really were like more immersed in the whole Japan culture. Whereas the first visit, <clears throat> we were just kind of like at a Kendama contest. We in, were on Planet the, Kendama, dude. Yeah, we were on Planet Kendama inside like a, you know, I, I don't even know what you yeah. would call it. Some sort of business, like. <laughs> a Japan bubble. Yeah, we were in like, we were in the city, we were in a contest, whatever. Then when Jeremy made the awesome trip that he collaborated with Tomotsu on for planning, we like saw all the scenic areas, went to the bamboo forest. We snuck into the bamboo forest to film some banger tricks. Oh, yeah. I, that was, and it that left was, into Edda. I remember, I think like you or someone was like, just go, go. Yeah, <laughs> and the children are like running <laughs> in. You can see them running out, and we really lucked out with that and got to film in there for like ninety minutes, probably maybe even more. Oh. Like we were being pretty quiet. Everyone knew, like, look, don't get busted, but like we need to like stack clips in here. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah. Oh, that was so dope. The Turner with like that fucking hand roll to the whip to the can yeah, so of fucking yeah. barrels. And then and then we went to <laughs> the temple, and that trip was really cool too because my wife Tori got to come with, and she was kind of taking some behind the scenes photos, but also just like Jeremy was like, you should bring Tori. This is going to be a cool experience. That's so right. she kind of got to also see the team dynamic and help out. And it was just a really positive like memory for us. Um, and the team at that time for everyone was? It was me, Turner, Yord, and Alex Smith. As That's pros. <laughs> as pros. So it was the four of us. Tribute team um, was around? Not yet. This is 2012. Yeah, the tribute the tribute team I think did exist at that point. So I think so too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was small though. I think it was only like Dave and yeah. I think it was probably Dave and a couple. Maybe, maybe. Haley at that point. Maybe not. I was thinking Haley TJ? too. TJ for sure. I think TJ was or, or Weens. Weens was before Haley. I think Weens. I believe did Weens go straight to pro? No, he was on no. Uh, yeah. No, I feel like he would have been Dave Weens and TJ maybe. Yeah, yeah. in that area. Yeah, I together. feel like there were a couple mm. of um, tribute team people, but either way, <clears throat> the four of us went. Uh. The temple up on the hillside there is just like so beautiful. They have this like flowing water coming down. It, it was just I had done some travel to different countries, but you know, as like a young twenty something, just being like. Oh my god, this is a completely different culture. It's super beautiful. Like 
we really just loved it. And like, I feel like that came across in the video and just, we showcased so much of the beauty and it really was like a life changing trip of sorts. Yeah. Um, where it was like a good mixture of fun, travel, sightseeing, but also like stacking clips and then, you know, getting the work done. Um, <laughs> getting the work done. Getting the work done. And, and like <laughs> yeah. Smith, I'll never forget Smith taking like two and a half hours to hit this late 10 flip out of the moon circle. Oh, yeah. And like the Tama was destroyed and we're all in there. And it's like, it's like 3.30 a.m. Japan time. Who knows what time it is like in the States. And like, <laughs> I'm just like melting into the corner trying to film. Like my back's like cramping up. Yeah. Me and, and Yord are like passing it off back and forth. And we're all kind of like reaching this low point and like he finally hits it. And we were like, yes. Like, <laughs> he was like, yeah. guys, I feel bad. And we're like, no, like none of us have anything. Just keep going. And just like people are like going to bed. Smith's just like sweating, just trying this insane Grinding. Like, moon circle late flip. And then <clears throat> the next morning, everyone was kind of like not that like everyone was kind of worn out from shooting and like yeah. keeping us up to like 2 a.m. But then like <clears throat> basically Turner came through clutch and like ended up hitting this borders balance flip within like 10 minutes of starting to film it or something, 15 yeah. minutes, maybe yeah. less. And then <clears throat> once Turner did that borders balance flip with like perfect lighting, perfect everything, I think he redid it like two or three times for mm. us to get the clip and like, once we stacked that, we were like, okay, this edit's about to be insane. Hell yeah. <laughs> Literally that was it. insane. That was that, that was, was one of those moments, man, when you never forget it. You see it and you're just like, wait, what the fuck? And like, Ooh, literally, like yeah. the same thing, like I was saying with your lunar flip when I first saw it and I was like, fuck that. Like, no, you can't do that. It was like, same thing, seeing that. You're like, what do you, what do you mean? First, you balance it on the spike, which is already <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. And then you do a flip? <laughs> no, dude. No, dude. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah, I really like uh, how how you you capture that moment in so many different areas. Of course, you have the main edit itself. Then you have, I believe, like a two hour uncut, just shenanigans behind yeah. the scenes. And yeah. then was ballast ballast. That's, that's one just, of the better edits, man. And those are like that's just that's kind of USA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I shouldn't call it an edit because it's unedited. <laughs> that's the whole point. But like. Yeah. And especially videos. for the people who like know, you know, the Japan homies and you get to see them, mm. you know, like, you know, Kubota Dude, in his yeah. suit almost the whole time and his button up yeah. and shit. <laughs> but Dude, Tomochi back in the day was very different. It's very funny. Yeah, it was different. <laughs> but uh, Colin, you made one edit that's called One Day in Japan. Oh, yeah. classic. Which that's is a good one. also really, really good. And again, like a, a lot more chill and there's a lot more vibes of it just in taking in the the culture about it uh yeah and i thought that was really really dope how you just, again just solidified you know you were explaining right now how it was such a big moment for you uh, of the team going to japan and shit and being able to capture and see it in like these different vantage points so that is amazing but but i would like to ask a question at the end you're like, um, to be continued, dot, dot, dot. Is there a part two? School back 2012, my yeah, friends. I think that just meant, I think it was because we You're were going to go be like back. We knew we were going to be going back. Yeah, okay, okay. I, yeah, I think it was kind of that. It was more of like, look, this isn't going to be like a, a one and die. Like this is, yeah. we're coming back. But yeah, the one day in Japan edit, it kind of blends like some more documentary and like travel style 
uh-huh. shooting with like the actual kendama tricks and it's kind of like a longer form edit and the yeah it's that was always one of my favorites too because it just like you can hear a lot more of the sounds and it's just it just really shows you like what like one day in japan <laughs> if you're like walking around jamming dama like what it could be like obviously you could do something that's way more urban you could go to a group jam but that was kind of like the vibe we were looking for at the time which was just like peaceful parks like different like temples you know like sessioning by like a stream um yes yes by the stream yeah dropping dollars in the river what trip we were actually on for filming that one or if i filmed it in parallel with the pro video but it was like the extras of everyone who like wasn't on the team but oh, I think you it know was what? a separate trip. Maybe. You know what? You're right. You're right. Because Roush is in it. And yeah. Ross is in it. Yeah. 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 And yeah. that's when you guys went to Todaiji, the uh, the main temple uh, in, in Nara with the massive Buddha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yes. was really stunning to see in person. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a yeah. place, for all, man. For all any of the nerds that are out there that still haven't been, I mean, just make a trip to Japan. It doesn't really matter which spot. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> So okay. it's life changing. Serious, the you know the motherland. If you're a Kendama yeah. player, it's the, the, it's the travel. It's the travel that you need to make. Yeah. Um. Let's go back to yeah, going back to going to Japan, doing that edit because what you came up to Tokyo as well, no? Because there's I remember the the clip where Smith does the scramble to grabbing the string, having the base yep. cup hit it, and it falls yep. back into airplane with. Fuji, Mount Fuji in the back. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's in between where you are in Kyoto and Tokyo. So you guys traveled up. Yeah. And I think I think what happened on that was I feel like because of work or something, I had to go back before the last stretch, which was they were gonna see Fuji or like they were gonna fly out of Tokyo. And I think most of the shooting, because I was kind of like the A camera, it was like we had done it and canned it all, but they were gonna still like have this Fuji experience and they I think flew out of Tokyo so okay. I was I missed like the last like two or three days of the trip because of like having mm. to get back to the states for something right. um but I think so I forget if it was Yord or Turk probably Jiro probably filmed that clip but that was a really awesome like they definitely stacked a couple more clips like on the way out before the trip was over yeah uh, yeah no that was that was so dope and then like you know meeting up with the other Kendama homies in Tokyo, like on the street corner, like busting out <laughs> tricks, and then you see like crowds of people, like drunk, be like, Whoa, oh, you know, get yeah. all stoked on it and shit. <laughs> the classic Japan vibes, man. You gotta yeah. love that shit. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's insane. Still, it's still real. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't fucking wait real. to come back, dude. I it's can't crazy wait. to think that some of those were like nine, 10 years ago. Like, I don't know. We had that, I made that other edit for glow can that was like the was it the mugen muso trip? yeah the muso tour yeah. 2014 so that would have been yeah. like yep. next trip yeah but that was kind of like glow can brought me as a filmer so i don't think it wasn't like a kusa thing so it was kind of more for for like you know uh-huh. mugen muso but that was a really fun trip too and then then it just seemed like we're we're just going back occasionally now that i think it was 20 I don't know if it was 2014 or 2015 that like I helped Wyatt get on the team. He won that year, but I wasn't going to go because I was 15. like busy working Man. and shooting. And I was just like, I can't go this year. Right. But yeah, that, so I think 2014 was the last year I went. 
to like which oh that was twenty fourteen was the first Kingdom World Cup. Bonds yeah. took that one. Yeah. Um thirteen before it got colder is when I think it was like late or mid fall or something. Um and that's when yeah the Mugen Musos were released. Everyone was <laughs> fucking going wild like we He's coming back. He's back. Holy <laughs> He's back. shit. It was wow. it was an insane experience. And then to have it linked up with, you know, Chrome, Sweets, Kusit Peeps coming over to oh. Japan to also be involved in it. And, you know, having that Muso tour and when Gloken did. And that's when I signed up for that tour. We had that sleepover in that cottage and shit. That's when I met you yep. guys and everything. Yep. And that was like when I first saw like, firsthand like how like shit was real on the film side of it like and how the spawn filming goes and it's like okay you're in what's your trick like we, i'm standing yes. here like yes yes brian babes okay it's been <laughs> like seven minutes you didn't get it you're trash get out like next person in. <laughs> switch <laughs> off seven right. minutes <laughs> right right Fuck, it was, i wish it was <laughs> nuts as well as like you know it, people like we woke up a bit early um to go out and to see also just do the equipment, that fucking camera that you whipped out, I was like, yo, that's a fucking, that's a real, like, you know, that's a real camera. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely <laughs> like, we're trying to keep the aesthetic level like high. Yeah. Um, but it was okay. like, I was basically already professionally freelancing as like a filmer DP. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. And that was really interesting because oh. I was I, in my mind, you know, I didn't, I was just meeting you guys for the first time. I saw stuff online and stuff. So I wasn't sure like how much of it was from kusa or how much of was it from you yourself yeah so that kind of goes back to all the way like me i think around that year was when yeah my dad and my brother and i had kind of started up the production company that's like focused on narrative and tv and they're doing some cool stuff my older brother just like wrapped shooting and finished they're like in the edit on a feature film they just made that was like another indie that's their lead is a guy that was this guy Matthew Modine who's in Stranger Things and they Man. they like it's a it's a cycling story that they optioned from uh bicycling magazine and turned into a film that's about these like underprivileged youth who are at like a youth incarceration facility and then they take them on this like formative bike ride across the country and there's like the whole movie side of like my kind of like work life and like the family business like goals and, and the production Damn. company but yeah that spilled over like it was helpful for kusa to basically have access to just like the creative some of the gear like all that stuff it was kind Definitely. of just like yeah, okay. yeah through me and my freelance stuff but jeremy would you know pay me for trips to like shoot and like deliver the edit it, you know it was never anything crazy and didn't want to make it like to the point where it's like at a detriment to the Kendom USA because my rates were <laughs> like, so I would make it reasonable, but you know, Jira would pay me to basically be the shooter and then deliver the edit. So yeah, yeah, um, it was fun. Still, I'll jump in and like shoot stuff for people. And like, even more recently, like, you know, whenever yeah. it comes up or it's like in alignment, I'll shoot stuff for people. Mm-hmm. Like I shot why it's like no jumper pro video, but like, um, you know, nice. talk yield was here. Shot yeah, some done stuff. In like, yeah, done Chrome, Chrome and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. So there was kind of a point after a few years of going back to Japan and doing all the Kusa stuff, where I was like, I need to kind of focus more on like 
production work outside of Kendama and not not to be like like it basically was at a good point to where people were doing so much cool creative stuff everyone's making their own edits it's amazing but like the amount of work put in to make this quality of edits like it was time for me to kind of like step away and move towards like my full like career trajectory and like Mm. doing more music videos commercials all that stuff so I kind of that was sort of once once like I got like Wyatt on the team. The team was a lot bigger. The level of play starting to get higher. I Wyatt was like, took okay, I need the champ, you know, the cup. Yeah. So I need to kind of like, and you know, obviously I always would keep like a mentor type vibe presence within like the team dynamic. But as far as like shooting and creating for Kusa, I tried to like step away at that point to just like have some space in my life from Kendama and like, which it felt like it was kind of overtaking but it was like kind of in a good way because we'd be going to japan multiple times a year and then like <laughs> traveling to hawaii going to other states or like i mean doing it- a roots tour and then i was like this is we i kind of had got to live the entire like kendama adventure journey and then once i had done a couple of years i was like okay i think i need to consciously like try to leave space for other people to grow into it and you know find their role and fill into it and also just like explore more opportunities like you know with with video production and shooting and all that stuff yeah yeah and it seemed like it worked out well because you know weens was right there and then tj as well they picked up the yep. camera and and did really great stuff with it to to keep yep. it rolling while and i really love i really put in like a ton of work into the weens pro video which we like shot super deep and same with like Dave's pro video. And yeah, it definitely like, I'm so happy and like proud of all those different things. And they're all kind of unique in their own way, but they definitely like by the end of like shooting a full section for someone and making it, you're like, I need to not talk to you for like two, three weeks. Like we <laughs> like, so like kind the brain trust on this, like every day that it's like, you know, you eventually kind of need space and just time to like, rebuild the stove uh-huh. yeah yeah i mean it's especially with with kendometrics and how it's if that grind yeah for those people Dude. who are trying to get this trick and yeah you know it's not only a grind for the, the person doing it but you're sitting behind a fucking camera crouch down <laughs> dude you're sure everything's rolling that. you're doing yeah. the same shit it's just different muscles different movements like you were saying when yeah. you're filming smith and you're saying you're sitting and you're melting your back was aching but you're just fucking yeah. in it you're, you're like yeah. i'm gonna get this fucking clip like that's that's what's up man the filmer deserves all the credit when it comes to that kind of shit because it's like the same same amount of work like you're saying yeah, it kind of into just to kind of dive deeper into that like the the player filmer dynamic slash relationship you uh, definitely need to kind of be in balance and like i know in ballard's episode he he said some really nice stuff and kind of delved into it super Mm -hmm. full on but you know the player wants like for for everyone who's just in the game now just trying to crush it i mean you can self-film too for like your heaviest bangers where you're like yeah it's gonna take me like super long unless Uh, you got a homie who's really down yeah but but yeah you know (laughs) the, the player can respect the filmer's time the filmer can respect the player by not like Sometimes I'll give commentary or give adjustments and stuff, but uh-huh. sometimes they just need like quiet for like yeah. four minutes. Or, or like, sometimes they need the hype or sometimes, sometimes like you said, yeah, the quiet. Exactly. Yeah. You, you kind of have to feel into like what people are needing at that moment, what's appropriate oh. given the spot and you know, Dude. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But 
it really is like a fusion moment. Like you were saying, like it takes yeah. some time for you to like separate the brain and shit. It's like, it, I, I, that's what I was thinking. It's like, it's really a fusion. It's like some Dragon Ball Z shit. You're doing the dance, you're putting the fingers together. And then that moment fucking happens. And then you're like, oh, sick. That was sick. Okay. I'm going to need to go over here for a bit. I'm going to go get a burrito yeah, by myself. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Oh, yeah. Space, space. So you mentioned, uh, you know, uh, the tribute team, and we understand that uh, the pros chose people to become uh, tribute players and started that bringing was the more tribe, people. Though, right? Tribe, sorry, sorry. Yes, you're right. Tribe. Bringing people on the tribe team, uh, making Kusa a bigger thing, adding more players. What was it like meeting Wyatt for the first time on those that KG Roots tour? So Wyatt was like, a ball of energy that was like kind of chaotic and kind of intense and like <laughs> kind of like I was I was kind of taken aback but also like couldn't look away because he was just like so hyped up and like so caffeinated and had his own slang and was like had really interesting exactly like Wyatt man. I was I was gonna ask the same question because I was like I feel like there's a good story there about yeah, the first he was like time super, you two guys he was like met. super spastic and I was just like oh this kid's like a heavy glitcher he's gonna be like lacing bangers and like totally <laughs> like and then I saw him play and I was like oh my god you're really good but he had like he had some girlfriend at the time that was like super cute and pretty and I was like okay you're kind of hands and you're like pulling this awesome really attractive girl so she's into you so like I, it was just like the whole i was like somehow why it's like at this park with like baggy pants his like whatever like monster energy or something <laughs> super cute girlfriend like four damas and i was like okay this dude <laughs> core portland like what the hell is this um really? yeah but he's more of like little did i know he'd be more of like a firecracker of like you know uh-huh. You're, you're, if you're gonna play with fire you might get burned but he's still oh. like he challenges me he's an awesome guy he's fun but we definitely like have had our beefs like even between each other and just different tough times and like uh-huh. but we worked through a lot of stuff and like you know i think he really appreciates that i ended up filming like his like pro video for no jumper so like we we're tight and like go way back but yeah, I saw his I saw his Kendama play in Portland on KG Roots tour, which is where I also met Haley for the first time. But I was like, yeah, this kid's basically as good, if not better, than every one of the pros like on that uh-huh. trip. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, I just kind of got in the back of my mind. I was like, okay, he's probably like the best player in Portland, but like he's low key better than the rest of like the entire team. <laughs> so, like, I just like kind of put a bookmark on like knowing him or meeting him yeah and, and then i think we reached out like a couple months later like after the tour or i was like make an edit and like let's get you on the team yada yada but you know even before that it was also like tj and like yeah Haley, just yeah so many good friends so uh-huh. many like awesome times but it does, i was gonna ask yeah it kind of seemed like Haley. we i met Haley and wyatt both <laughs> at that same jam and was Haley already on the tribute team at that point? No. no I didn't think so. Okay. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So they so were. Was that also like Haley's introduction to Konami USA? Like, was that the first time I she met she any of you guys? Was, I think she was playing enough that she kind of like knew of like the personalities and like the company. Yeah. But, but it was like, the first time you guys actually yeah, like met in like. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, and cool. Really, like she had a slack line up or someone had it up and she was teaching us how to slack line and I had never Sick. been on a slack line before. So that was really memorable for me and I like really enjoyed it. And I'm not like super deep into it now, but I'm like semi proficient. Nice. Um, That's something I need to do more. I've always really liked it and I respect the shit out of it. And it's like, it's so fun. Yeah, look, it is so fun. I'm just, I don't practice it and I'm bad at it because I don't practice it and I just need to do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I kind of, you know, went through my own personal journey, did all this creative work, helped kind of get the hype going. And then at some point, the team started getting big enough that it was like, look, this is taking on kind of a life of its own. And it? I'm still happy to be like present and like influencing or, you know, talking with the team and helping make sure the dynamics all good. But like, stepping back to leave space for the next generation to like come in and just uh -huh. do their thing. Hell yeah. So was that, uh, how did that feel? Did you have to like break that on Jero and the rest of the team be like, Hey, you know, well, yep. Dominerds, this is probably some people know about this, but this is like Dominerd scoop, but we, <laughs> me, me and me, Turner and Yord actually like shot a retirement edit. Oh, and like, put it together and it's like it was pr pretty fire and then like there was like a youtube issue with like the song but like oh. the cut was like really committed to the song and then then i got tied up in other projects and stuff so like we kind of made a full retirement edit but just like never ended up dropping mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. when was and what, that and what year was that yeah i but it was kind of later i feel like it might have been like 2017 right after heard the pro this. mods the, re the last release of the pro mods with you guys it was definitely after that, right? Like, yeah, this yeah. Was, it Kaizen, was like, Kaizen it was like a while yeah. down the road. Well, actually, so we were going to do, we were considering doing something kind of like that Sweets was doing at the same time with like the Legend team Legends. where we had kind of, we had come up with our own term. I, I won't say it now because maybe we'll just expand into it, but <laughs> basically Founders. about the same time, we were like, we need to Quakers. have a Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Quakers. Uh, no, I believe it was the... It was called, I believe it was called Kendama USA Legacy. Okay. So, so, but it was weird because Sweets hadn't come out with the Legends team yet. So Man. we had this term Legacy that was going to be our like heritage players. Yeah. But then like in the process of making it, then like Sweets had started the Legends team and we're like, this just seems like we're biting even though we weren't like. Right, right. <laughs> it happened so much before. in Dama. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like we just naturally became Kusa Legacy, but like. Who None. knows? We may drop like we may drop. Some, I was like, gonna say. Oh, so where is this? Where hold on? Where is this fucking edit? That's what I want to know. Where is this fucking edit? I I feel like I might have seen. Has there been? You might have seen it. I feel like I've seen it. I think I was at some sneaky. Yeah, there were some sneaky shenanigans once where we've watched it. I think. Yeah, yeah. But and it's a chill edit. It's nothing like game changing. It's super fun. No, but it's not. It's not about game changing. It's yeah. about seeing the guys who we all have lived the up legacy. to for years who are yeah. like, you know, their last little fucking, maybe not yeah. last hurrah, but you know what I'm it saying? It kind of was. Yeah. That's but, fucking I mean, sick. I want to see that. So, so I guys, I think, we can do, I think we can do an exclusive password link for the Patreons. Oh, um, shit. And that's you know, epic. Yeah. It's yeah. epic. It's fun. So it's a, it's a fun edit. Um, but then, so since we didn't end up dropping it, we didn't end up like retiring. Now it's like, 
Okay, now I actually have a new edit coming out like oh. semi soon. Not to like pre scoop, but like, yeah, I'm, you know, I've I've kind of but graduated. You scoop away, bud. Scoop, scoop away. away. Yeah, scoop here's away. a time. So I've, you know, <laughs> I've graduated to sort of the legacy era where it's like we're connected through all this history to Kusa, but obviously not on the level of like the amazing players that are crushing now and you know Kenyatta and Zach and like yeah just like Nobu Logan they're all like the actual pros and Haley that are just like crushing day in day out um, uh, right right but I mean they're, I, they're, know, they're keeping the flag going but you know it yeah. was you guys who fucking built, built yeah. that flag mm-hmm. right and so and so I do have you know I kind of like to dip into the culture here and there by like helping people shoot but keeping it kind of under the radar but yeah, I do have. We see you on the IG stories, you know, on the clips here and there. Yeah, you know? exactly. I'm not, yeah. you know, IG. It's amazing, like how players have just like taken to IG and just share in such a great way, and just the absolute crushers. And you know, like Gallagher. Dude, it's a twin. lot, man. It, it's yeah, like it, it's almost too much to watch. Like I literally can't see it all. Yeah, and I used to, I used to track a lot of um, the people, and like obviously, like Alex Mitchell, Gallagher. Uh. You know, everyone just posting insane bangers. It's really awesome. But I like, yeah, I had to take, I took like a semi-personal break from social media for like a couple years because it was just like starting to creep in, in terms of like, am I doing this for social? Do I feel like obligated to do this? The whole uh-huh. like meta and like Facebook thing and being like, these companies are kind of just like. You know, it's just, there's a lot going on there. And I think I really got to enjoy how beautiful like the Kendama community is through all that. But then just to try and level up with like some personal stuff, work, focus on my life and everything. I was like, okay, I (laughs) need to take like a year or two off of social media. Yeah. Um, But I am, but I think I'm going to come back just for like, I've got so much like unpublished video stuff I could share, like stuff from amazing Mm -hmm. trips and then my life kind of took a different direction into sort of climbing and skiing and more of these like adventures. Yeah. Sports. was kind of back to my roots, so to speak, even before Kendama. Uh-huh. So I've kind of come like full circle. Back to, to Willie's. Yeah. Back to like, so now, you know, since Willis. like 2016, <laughs> I think 2016, I had this like life changing summer where I like climbed all these peaks in the Sierra Nevada and California and started doing some more serious rock climbs and then backcountry skiing. And then Hell yeah. all of a sudden it's like, like in the summer, I'm just like planning crazy climbs and like in the winter, we're just going out chasing snow. And yeah, you see like Zach Yord also very into it too. He's a crusher, like snowboarder. Oh, yeah. mm, um, yeah. And like Kendama will always be with me and be a part of. It's funny. Turner as well. Life. Yeah. Turner Turn- crushes too. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, Sorry so to interrupt. as I know, as I kind of faded out as Dama being my main thing, I kind of transitioned into these sort of like adventure sports of backcountry skiing, rock climbing. Um, and those have taken me to some just absolutely amazing places is definitely influencing sort of my photography and video work now. And I'm wanting to kind of get more into more action sports, cinematography, adventure cinematography, doing documentary and commercial work in like challenging locations and you know 
snowy mountains, all that kind of stuff. So oh, that's yeah. kind of where my life has gone, sort of like post Dama. Um, and I shared a lot of that on social for a while, but it, yeah, I feel like there was a point where I was kind of like questioning my motivations, but just wanting to like step back and reassess like why you're doing things, why you're sharing things and how to be like respectful of stuff. And I think like going through the pandemic was kind of intense in that I was still doing a lot of these things that I loved and it just felt sort of like hollow to be like, everyone's going through some really heavy stuff and like, I'm not, it just doesn't feel right to keep being like, yeah, but this is still amazing. And like, I'm having a good time. So (laughs) just like, figuring out how to circle that like creative reality of like what is you know what's the stuff people should be sharing or what really benefits the community and stuff and i just like figured i need to take some time away but it's it's cool to see how like full the online community is now with everyone stacking clips and supporting each other and you know Mm -hmm. commenting on people's stuff it's definitely there's a lot of positives there too absolutely Um, I think that's a cool way to look at it, man, because that's something that I think about a lot, too, as somebody who's been like posting on, you know, social media for a long time and like just putting up clips of Kendama tricks and shit. It's just I have asked myself the same questions like, what what the fuck am I doing this for? Like, it's not like it's almost like an amazing sort of journal and video. Yeah. Yeah. But also you can see back on what you were feeling, your emotion, Mm -hmm. all that. Totally. It is a great. It's for a me, great song at the same time, but totally. And for me, no. it's more of like a question I ask myself when I'm like struggling with it, when I'm like grinding on a trick and I can't fucking do it and I'm frustrated or like if I'm having a technical issue, which I often have, yep. where I'm like trying to like edit something and then all of a sudden my computer crashes and all this shit. And I'm just like, oh, why do we even bother? You know, like kind of thing. It's like those moments are more so, but it's a cool, I think it's a really good reminder to always just think about that like you can and should every once in a while take a step back whether it's for a day a week a year whatever you need to really like center yourself and just come back and be like okay and then not only is that like good for you mentally but i think it's good for the entirety of it because if you come back with this fresh energy and it's like you had like a moment to recharge and then now you're here again with that same passion that same tool and you're just here again to do it for another time but like with a fresh perspective almost right yeah yeah totally and i Uh think that's like a lot of what kenama teaches too is like you you're very intentional with your movements you're very like focused and there's a reason why you want to like tug it a certain way there's there's an intentionality to how you're going to catch different angles and stuff and i think kendama can teach us like so many different lessons and it definitely has for me both like athletically and as like a sport but also just like as a person and like culturally and just different things with attitudes not giving up all that Uh stuff but like like with anything whether that's like how much time you're on instagram you know your diet your exercise whatever if you're Uh bringing some like intentionality to it like you will continue to improve and continue to like absolutely owned and just be in like a good place where you're like Mm-hmm. you know wanting to always keep sort of like positive momentum and that whole like kaizen philosophy of constant improvement um yeah it's there's so many lessons that like cross over from the actual kendama play to like 
your <laughs> actual lives that I feel like through all the travels, through all the videos, through everything, I kind of learned and internalized a lot of those and like then was able to just like bring it out to my broader life and like Kendama helped me get better at tennis. Kendama helped me get better at meeting people. It helped me get better at like other athletics, like skiing even because you learn how to like watch things really carefully or like have really intense focus and just, yeah, it's, it's been nothing but like blessings from Dama, but absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Like it's good to remember to tie those into just like every facet of life and not just like be on the grind super hard for this one specific trick. When in reality, it's just like the whole experience of playing is like more than enough. Oh, totally. And I mean, there is something to be said about that, grind when you are that motivated and you're that passionate and you're just in that fucking shit and you're just like oh sweating you've already taken three layers off and you're like <laughs> fucking you're you hurt and you're just like fuck i'm three hours in but i'm so fucking close i'm gonna get this Great. fucking trick this is gonna happen not, right not. now this try or so help me yeah. <laughs> you know like yeah yeah well, i've definitely had my i've definitely had my cases of dama rage and Oh yeah. In like in like edit three, edit four, there was like one particular night where we like started filming at like 10, 11 p.m. And whenever we were still like trying to grind stuff out, the sun had literally come up. <laughs> and we we were just like, what? Like how are we still here? It was like 5 40 a.m. and we're like, guys, we gotta call it. Like yeah. we got what we got. Like <laughs> But I've definitely sessioned through till the sun came up like a few times. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. That's like a pretty common KWC vibe, I feel like, when you're in the Omotenashi hostel and we're all just down in that room, just having some drinks, emptying that fucking beer machine and fucking just playing weird games of Ken, you know, like shit like yeah. that. Like, yeah, the sun comes up and you're just like, well, another <laughs> game another game of Ken or what? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just happy that you didn't qualify and you can just chill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. That is that is a the blessing. Right, right. It's it's a different game for some people, you know. Some people go to events to compete, some people go for exactly the hangouts kind of thing. Some people yep. go for both, but you know, it's hard to do both, I guess, at this point. If you're trying to like seriously compete, you have to be like top Hit level. It. Like Yeah. Yeah. Super for the most focused. part, if you're like a real competitor, we already know who you are. Yeah. You know, like there's no like secret dude who's just gonna come out of Right. nowhere and just like shred yeah. Alex Mitchell you know like that doesn't happen yeah. but was it wasn't <laughs> Max wasn't Max like that uh, Max Angel yeah no dude Max Angel's been playing like I thought forever. I thought I, heard, I thought I, there was somewhere where possibly from like Brevue I think Adam was saying how like there was someone who like didn't have an Instagram or some shit and then they came to this comp and then they just was like what the <laughs> fuck like where are you from and I thought that was Max no I mean Max Angel has been playing Kendama for like I think as long as me, honestly. And was maybe posting even longer. Actively? A little bit, yeah. He was like this tiny maybe. little kid back in the day, man. He was out in eastern Canada, probably had a funny accent back then. Love you, Max. <laughs> <laughs> My little angel. <laughs> but anyways. Yes, let's let's hook it back uh to Japan. Dude, let's um Yo, I have, I got it... a good Japan question. How... Can I just interject real oh, quick? Because okay, okay. it's really funny, and I thought about it earlier, and I just remembered it. <laughs> okay, so, okay. We're, we're going back to 2012, Colin. Um, I was talking about the first time I see you come in the room, and I'm just like, oh, it's Colin Sander, okay. and we're at this event. And there's like, Alex Roush, holy shit, I was fucking Jeffrey Van Rasta. And like, fucking 
Nick Schofer and all these people. Like, and it was, that was pretty much it, actually, of people that I knew. And then Void was there. And, and Void, actually. Void, Void and, obviously Void. Obviously Void. The Void. Uh, Void. Void was not here for this particular situation I'm about to bring up. But that night, I believe, maybe Has he been night, on the podcast? He has no. not, but he is on the list for damn sure. I, oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but anyway, so it was either the night. I think it was two nights after or something like that. Anyways, this is something that everybody who goes to Japan for the first time, maybe second time, kind of experiences. And a lot of Westerners are very weirded out by it. And it's the onset. Okay. So I found this to be a funny moment for me. I don't know how I wanted to ask how you felt about it because <laughs> we were fucking all of a sudden I'm like meeting, like like I said, Colin Sander, Alex Rouch, Jeffrey Van Reven. Yeah. Fucking Nick Schofer, all this shit. And then all of a sudden we're all just naked in a tub together. And, and I've never done <laughs> yeah. that before, you know, yeah. like, and then all these dudes I've just like known from the internet and I'm like, holy shit, it's this dude. Holy shit, we're naked in a tub together. <laughs> this is, you know, like it wasn't yeah, I think, weird. I think we but were it was just a funny like, moment, you know, like yeah, to think no, about that's it. Classic. I, I definitely, cause I had an older brother who was one year older. So I basically like shared a room with another uh-huh. guy for my entire life. Yeah, uh, but uh, I, I had a younger brother, so I was thing. never someone who's like <laughs> always going to be walking around naked, whatever. But I remember being like, okay, yeah, I guess we all just get fucking balls naked now. Yeah, and, and yeah. The, you know when you know you're there experiencing the culture, and it was it was an amazing onset. Like everything it was, was so out good, of stone. Like it was yeah. very clean. Like they had that waterfall shower thing. Yeah, we were like I remember outside. That thing. It was definitely a peak experience. Yeah, that I was super about that, but. Dude, yeah, I, I always thought that was a funny thing. I like like fresh after meeting all of you yeah. dudes for the first time. Yeah. Like there's this epic thing like meeting in a hot tub. And then all of a sudden we all just fucking take our clothes off and get in a tub. And I'm like, what <laughs> the <laughs> Okay. You know, like I yeah, never man. in a million years would I have ever seen that coming. You know, right. like, just being from Canada. Like, You're just like the onset isn't a thing, right? So nah. and I'm I'm down with it. Don't get me wrong. Like it's great. Yeah. And like but like it was just a really funny moment. It's like this like I guess culture shock, you know, with right. the added like, I don't know, I don't do I want to? I don't really want to say starstruckness, but a little yeah. bit, I guess, you know, because yeah. Yeah. like it's well, just the way it is. It, I I had yeah. this moment. I think it was the next trip, but <clears throat> that I remember me when you know it wasn't the first time we had met, but it made a big impact on me, where I was kind of starstruck by you, which was, <laughs> you know, I had done some like stretching, some yoga classes in LA, done yoga, whatever. But we, me and you were filming a trick uh, on one of the Japan trips and you did a half moon pose to warm up for the trip or to stretch, which for people that know yoga, half moon <laughs> is basically you're standing on one leg and one arm and you put one arm in the yeah. sky and the other leg straight back. It's, it's like pretty difficult, but if you're like a <laughs> intro level yogi person, like it's a normal move, whatever. But I had never done a half moon at that point in my life. Like I had nice. made into one or two yoga classes and and Raw just popped into it with like a Dama in his hand and he stretched one side, then he stretched the other side. And like <laughs> I was just looking at him and I was just like, I a human I was like, it's so amazing that he can just find that like <laughs> alignment pose. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Rod's like honed like <laughs> and i was like it was just something i would never think to do before trick but it was so obvious that i was like okay rod's flexible he's like athletic he's just like getting the blood flowing and then you use whatever the trick was but i remember like you were in your baggy circus <laughs> pants and like that, that sounds about right yeah yeah doing the half moon like as a real yeah, quick doing 
body juice. Doing the old the old Arda Chandrasana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that's the Sanskrit name for it. F one. Uh, that's probably like when every, that was uh when everyone had like the Sakura pearls just hanging. Mm, dude, I still have mine that I it doesn't get played outside of my house. But yeah, day. yeah. <laughs> Right. Film but, yourselves. Film yourselves, yeah. people. I mean, it's you can learn from it. It's just like if you were a pro tennis player, your coach is going to film you, and then he's going to like dissect it, like just for mechanics, for everything. You're like a high level yeah. skateboarder. You're stacking clips. You learn from it. You pick up subtle things. Definitely, you know, there's there's a time and place to like step away from social media or be like, I don't need to do this for the camera, but there's so much positives that come out of just like creating and shooting that I definitely encourage everyone in the community to just like keep making your own creative projects. And I even think like last, even, huh? even more yeah. than just learning from yourself, um, learning from other people to see like, Oh shit, they do it that way. Maybe let, maybe that could help me in my style or my play. That's how I always see it. Like it just, like of an inspiration or just a different type of a technique mm. that could be totally. easier. It's like, you know, some people just are better at inward whirlwinds compared to like normal. It's like, I don't know. I just uh -huh. get it that way a lot easier. Yeah, totally. I always think of it as like the Kendama itself has a bag of tricks. You know, there's a possibility, a realm of possibility, you know, like theoretically. Yeah. And within that realm, we all fucking throw in whatever we feel we can achieve, you know? And like, once it's in there, it's fucking in the ether and it's oh. available to all of us, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, for example, something like, if you look at Fringe Case, you know, yeah. that was a year and a half of Ben Harold shit, saving up uh, fucking ideas before sharing them. Right? Okay. And then he fucking waited and just blasted that. Just drop that fucking gem on the community. It was so nobody, awesome. I don't nobody think, saw it coming. I don't at think all. I had been to a NACO or an MKO in like years, but I got to go to that one by drones. <laughs> that was when one you of the funniest screenings. Yeah, <laughs> when you when you fucking arrived and drunk ass Jake Fisher comes <laughs> in, fucking takes your bag and fucking runs off with oh, it. Oh no! Yeah, we, we had to like prevent some drunk people from like throwing a glass yep. jar of something into a pool do you remember rod me and you were like oh, there was that somebody was fucking with that wasn't it who was that i don't even remember you don't need to name names but no it was getting a little i over. remember the situation i don't remember who it i was feel like you were being very good at like tr also helping to try to diffuse it and being like as yeah. someone who understands drunk behavior i need yeah. to I, well I, the thing is i'm really usually as drunk as the person <laughs> who's trying to do something like that i'm just like listen dude i understand where you're coming from i would love nothing more than to throw this jar through whatever you're throwing it at however don't do it don't, don't. fucking do it it ain't worth God. it you're so just gonna fuck everybody it. else's day up and yes. everybody else is more right. important than you throwing this fucking jar yeah you know and it's point like it's, and it's as simple as that point is fringe case was nuts yes that is the point that is the point and it yeah. broke the game and it was like such a cool example of you know like yeah. a mass influx into that like bag of tricks that i was talking yeah. about you know and, and, and like, i think to to jump back to like sort of my early days and like creating tricks a couple tricks that i really do think are like tricks i invented i feel like i coined around the usa yeah. and like tried to i wanted the usa to have something and i was Did like you? oh we'll add earth turns so like it'll be harder than around japan to like kind of be a flex insane that's uh, that's you know but it's funny because you added earth turns to around the world 
or around Europe. Right. Sorry, I guessed. Yeah, which exactly. is funny because around the world is like you know just cup go cup spike, or Wait. is it like it takes like three days ish to like drive across the U.S. So it's like three Earth turns worth. Ah, I see. Um, I see. That's good. <laughs> three days. Yeah, I like that. Like five. Shit, how fast are you like, driving? I feel like I mean, it depends on your car. I guess. The other two <laughs> tricks, like you know, I feel like I did a couple small things like early on, but the lunar tray flip and uh-huh. jumping stick. The the lunar tray <laughs> specifically, I remember being a very Colin Sander trick. Yeah, yeah lunar yeah. tray and you like, saw, you're like wait, what happened? Like, kind of like inventions. Yeah. And so I do really feel I'm like stoked that I can have like a couple tricks where I'm like, cool, those I kind of like, it's not like you invent them, you almost like discover them or like realize right. the possibility. Yeah. But yeah, Fringe Cases like takes that to like 48th power. <laughs> yeah, dude. Because yeah, now you, like you watch some people play Kandala and it's like, it's not even the same game. You right. Know? And I'm yeah. kind of, I'm definitely like a sucker for the like classic jugs and taps and straightforward kind of forward flips back flips and that type of stuff but i also yeah. do love seeing like creative string tricks and yeah definitely totally. love seeing like all the different types i always i've always been one of the people that just loves new shit you know like i yeah. i love the creative mind and i love to see somebody do something that i didn't think of you yeah. know and yeah. not only i didn't think of maybe i did think of it but i couldn't fucking do it you know which is even better yeah <laughs> And it's, yeah, I don't know. I think that's a cool part of Kendama is that we're all just like, we have the same fucking tool and we're all just like faced with our own creative mind to find out what you can and can't do or yeah. can think yep. of or whatever, you know, it might not well, even be the hardest trick in the world. It could be something simple, you know, something like, like sweet special, you know, is like not the hardest well, trick in the world. But it's, it's pretty like simple. Brilliant. Yeah. But it's brilliant in its own way. Exactly. It's like the simplicity is why it's brilliant, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Simple's best. It's great. <laughs> well, let, let, let MJ let MJ get back to D and his yes. questions. Or yeah, I'll, Ray, try to, Ray, I'll try to Ray, keep Ray us in MJ. I'm sorry. I'll try We're to keep getting some momentum. I'm Run. taking the I'm taking us off the rails as usual. Running it in, running it back <laughs> to the different eras of Kendama, the the the, the different spaces that Kendama uh, has has gone through sure. and what we have seen it go through. Um, yeah, all of the teams, especially of you know of what we have right now, but especially of the big three, you know, Kendama USA was like a family, and it was really awesome how everyone kind of brought something of their flavor to the table. Yeah, what what did you think was this the special thing about Kendama USA's team? I think one of the great things about it, and this I think comes from Jiro's original vision, was finding players that had unique, that were just unique people in like a well-rounded sense or just outside of Kendama, not necessarily just well-rounded, but like people who had a variety of unique passions and how Kendama could fit in with those. Um, whereas some other teams are more like straight slaying or like hitting bangers or like, you know, just the most talented players, like trick for trick. Um, but yeah, it's always been an amazing, like tight family and everyone brought their own unique skill set. But definitely like, I think from the beginning, Kendama USA was always sort of a home for people where you have a lot of different creative endeavors or different passions, sports, but 
it, it shows that people of all these different walks like can still appreciate kendama yeah, uh, yeah. and yeah it's definitely been an amazing family to like be a part of and then obviously when you know we tragically like lost dave that really uh, hit pretty heavy for the entire team and the whole community the whole community yeah. obviously but like yeah it just it was just like gnarly shock waves but also that was a time too when i was like i need to like have some space to just like process all of this but like because uh, i had seen dave like not too long before that a couple months before and he came to like my 30th birthday climbing trip um and i took some awesome like film photos of him before that trip and after he passed i made a little like i don't know what you would call it a little like tribute memorial case with some photos of him and stuff and brought it uh, to like the last place where we hung out so like i can kind of know that like some of his energy is there and revenue yeah, every time we're out like climbing up there but yeah that i feel like was sort of such a heavy moment at the end of like that early kusa fam era that like everyone sort of needed to process it and i think yeah, I, I think the community did really well to like come together and also like try to show support with anyone else who's like going through mental health issues or just yeah, hey. how like loneliness and different stuff and i've had like so many blessings in my life and got to do so much fun stuff but and and i'm married have a beautiful wife big you know so many like siblings and it's just it's all awesome but even with all that i've been to some dark places as well and like yeah it's just you know always good to like reach out to people and just know that like yeah, there man. are people who like cherish you and like no matter how bad you think a situation is like there's just so much infinite potential in the future that there's like yeah, no, man. no need to like exit the game you're never irredeemable yeah right so so yeah i don't know all love and it's just the best fam ever but that's why I, like you know with dave passing that like hit super hard and i was like i just can't like i just need to take time away that's fair man mm -hmm. but you know it's good to see then it's like you know people have gone through processing that and you know like logan that he obviously was super close with him and that really like, him hard and jeremy and just but I think everyone's come together after that now in like a good positive way too. Yeah. And like things are out in control, but like, uh -huh. you know, it's good to just keep spreading the message to the community that like if you are struggling, like chances are like there's so many people out there that already do care about you and just like Dude, yeah. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say, man. Is it's like it's a place of like at this point, you have to be in a place of like healing about it and just use it as a lesson to like look at your friends and like talk to them you know and be there you know yeah. whether you think they need it or not just like ask yeah you know and there's nothing wrong with being like oh, are you good yeah you're good cool that's good yeah and you it's know? like it's just it's a long life and there's going to be ups and downs and i've had some absolutely i've had some like amazing years amazing trips amazing moments and then i've had some super tough months super tough years and like uh -huh. hard times where you're like okay this feels like everything's going wrong but like you yeah that's just the journey of life is just working through that stuff so absolutely man everyone stay positive uh -huh. and yeah 
I've always yeah. been a firm believer in that it's not about the difficulties that you're faced with. It's about how you deal with them. Yeah. You know, and like, that's easy to say when you're on the outside of it, but I really do believe that that's something that if you think that while you're in the inside of some of that shit, it will help you out, you know? Yeah. It's like that mindset. Uh-huh. Pretty much. It's, it's something like that Kendama negative. also teaches, right? Same thing. True. True. Is that, that mindset of like staying focused, staying on task mm-hmm. essentially. And like and looking, at, you... looking at the intricacies of a problem to make the problem into a solution. Yeah. And I think too, like people that are the most creative and most loving and have the biggest hearts are also like feeling those negatives and those lows like super strongly. So oh, that's yeah. why, you know, absolutely. You, whether it's like musicians or artists or people that somehow become super successful, but then deal with mental health. Like part of the reason why like some tragedy can happen is that these are just larger than life personalities and people that just like, yeah, it's just so they're feeling so big. It's hard to even like fathom what it's like in their own shoes, you know? Mm -hmm. But yeah, Dave was definitely like, we had a close and like unique relationship for sure. And like, I'm thankful that like, he taught me so many different lessons and just brought his positive vibes and we would just like crack up laughing together. Yeah, um, man. Um, yeah. You've been on, you've been on a lot of different tours and travels and stuff. Was there any that stick out as your favorite? Oh man, I'm like <laughs> people, I'm kind of during traveling, I'm kind of the person who like maintains the high energy and is also like permanently stoked and like <laughs> sometimes to the point that people like can't take it that i'm like too positive or like you need to chill the stoke at times and not you're like a red <laughs> stoker like, handing out red bulls to everybody you need to like pay, <laughs> i don't know another red bull call it but yeah you know you don't want to go into full i had never heard the term toxic positivity until like seven recently but you can there's a crossover point with that. I don't think yeah. I'm usually like hitting that, but with all the travels and stuff, I'm usually like trying to joke around, trying to like absolutely tell stories, like have a blast. Like anytime uh-huh. me and Rod have been on trips, like it's just hype. But like you know, I'm I was super still hype. We're like we're both that same kind of person. I was so, still I mean... always like Grandpa Sander. <laughs> they used to call me Grandpa Sands because I'd be like, "All right, guys, it's like 11:30. I got to go to bed." Like. <laughs> yeah. tomorrow's another day like <laughs> yeah yeah so i kind of got the nickname grandpa sands because after like 30 <laughs> minutes i'd be like guys my knees are done like i can't hit this trick like <laughs> <laughs> yeah another grandpa yeah knees are uh, done the, the knees do the kendama knees the that knees. was part of the reason i kind of like stepped out too was i was starting to deal with some really gnarly knee pain and my body was getting out of balance Word. and but then after taking some time off and healing and stuff and getting into like cycling and skiing and rock climbing and stuff. Now I'm mm-hmm. like, now I've hit a whole different fitness peak. And because my body is like very much like healthy, super strong. I've been doing these like endurance sports. Like I find myself having more fun playing Kendama because uh. I can squat super low. I can uh. like put in a yeah. 20 minute grind session and like, I feel totally fine. Like uh. I know some, like other people in the community have dealt with like knee issues yeah. too, lower back and um, stuff. Yeah, dude. But yeah. And I, did, I was kind of like naturally athletic, so I just kind of went for stuff. But 
closer to like 28, 29, 30, I started doing more like actual like weight training and then like training for climbing and just like cycling and just eating well and just kind of taking more charge of like my own like phys- physique, I guess, or just fitness. Uh-huh. Um, and now I'm getting to the point where I'm like kind of in this crazy like do these huge skiing ob- objectives. We'll do like massive peaks that are like... <laughs> It's like a 16 mile hike to where we camp. Then we climb like a 2000 foot face the next day, hike oh. back out 16 miles with like a 40 pound backpack. Damn. Like me That's and, wild. Me and Tokyo just ran a route called the Sky Marathon in the Sierra, which is like a 26 and a half mile point to point through the mountains in California. We did like last week. Damn. It took us like seven and a half hours. Yo, 26 um, and a half miles that's what like that's like 60 kilometers ish yeah it was like just yeah. under 60 i think yeah yeah that's um, crazy so i've done some 32 mile days now i've done some i've done that i've done some crazy ski days where it's like and then and you're also doing like on some of these like days in the mountains you're doing like ten thousand feet of elevation gain so like 3500 meters just of like vertical too. Mm, yeah. So I've definitely like, I'm getting kind of more into these like endurance sports and doing like these big ski objectives and even running and like mountain running, trail running. So I like, I feel like I'm almost in like a whole new body as an athlete, even though I'm 35 at this point. That's sick. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Man. Did a couple trail marathons this year. I like have been running a lot more the last two years, biking, and now I'm just like feeling very solid. Yeah. That's super sick. I did like a week and like a week and a half ago now, I guess. I did like a three peak, like big hike with a couple of guys I work with out sick. up here in like Squamish. We did like it's like a seven K hike, I think. Oh dang. Into yeah, like this big. camp. And then you get from there to like hike up to Panorama Ridge, it's called. And you, yep. which is like looking, overlooking Garibaldi Lake. And it's like uh. such a sick view. And you come up, to, we went up to like Gentian, another peak. And then we went down to Corey's Peak before hiking down all the way. And then like another like eight, seven K out or whatever, plus all the other shit. And it was, I think it was like 3,000 meters of elevation also. Yeah. And like I am not in crazy shape you know i've been traveling i've been i was in europe for yeah, two months before right. that. i was in mexico for seven you know like well you've I got was, the emotional i was, I was pretty soft i'm yeah. not gonna lie you know like <laughs> pretty soft but like i fucking sent it with the guys who do it all the time and like by the end of it i was fucking dead my legs were felt like i was 97 years old you know like i was fucking dying but yeah. i made it and i had a cold beer waiting for me at the end and it was like so worth it in the end like it was such yeah. beautiful shit that i got to see it's so and like worth it. that third peak we almost didn't go and it was one of those things where my buddy ira looked at me and said you know not a lot of people get to stand there and yeah. i looked over there and i was like Fuck, i want to stand so, there yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so and like i got like, i got a taste of it um yeah. and I'm, i like it a lot well and you've you've adventured all over the world you've done some awesome stuff obviously you had your crazy sailing experience yeah. too which is its own adventure yeah um, it's different different um, little for all the for but... all the dominant nerds out there and everyone listening like definitely get into the mountains and like Dude, go must. try something fun explore your local area like get out of your comfort zone yeah mm. don't be comfortable get uncomfortable yeah, yeah. especially now in, you know, in a comfortable way with, yeah with the world's you know kind of opening up especially here in japan 
Finally, yeah, yeah. dude, that's allowing that's tourists. That's, that's, that's it's epic. official. It's official. Guys. I'm, so I'm fucking coming. I'm coming. Catching <laughs> flow. I will be there. Everyone can come. You don't need a crazy heard, ass I, visa. Ron, or some I heard. Shit. I heard in the one episode your funny story about the the sleeping bag on Mount Fuji. <laughs> Holy and shit! I yeah, I have, I have like a couple funny sleeping bag stories. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Basically, we should probably get to some other stuff. But long story short, nerds like bring a sleeping bag if proper, you're trapped. Like, dude, if you think you, yeah, no, like not even if you think, like just just bring a sleeping bag. Yeah, end yeah, of story. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. And, actually, and that, and that yeah. fucking that mat, dude. That if you're gonna be outside, that little mat that goes right. Oh under yeah, the, the inflatable sleep. mattress. Mm. Have to have it. That's Even nice. just like yeah, a thin foam one, you know? Uh, yeah. I got uh-huh. the foam and the inflatable. Uh, Double huddle. Of course. So I'm about um, catch and flow. Um, yeah. Colin, you were at the first, were you not at the first one? The catch and flow? First catch and flow. Yeah, you were there, weren't you? So I weirdly, like, the way travel schedules played out, I landed, <laughs> like, just, I arrived, like, just after the event finished. That was catch and like, flow, too. But that, that was, was the second one. I don't, I don't think I was at the first one. Or I don't That's think I traveled. Thinking. Right, yeah. the first one Topfield took. Yeah, yeah. Remember, twenty thirteen. I've never competed. Fourteen, right after. Yeah, 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 yeah. KWC. Same year as KWC. Yeah, I've never yeah. competed in a catch and flow, but I think that second one is then when we did like some Red Bull demo after. Dude, yeah, yes. yeah. We at, at yes. the Red Bull headquarters. So this is where I yep. wanted to lead yeah. to because I remember, yes, the event went, finished, balls took it again. Uh, uh, Stodd took second. So, I think. I yeah. Think Talkbot got third. And yeah. I think you. I think you're right. And everyone's leaving, having a good time. The fucking staff are like, "You fucking get out of here!" And the police are like, <laughs> "You can't be on the streets." And everyone's like, <laughs> fucking, a yeah. chaos, right?" In that Sorry, chaos. Here comes fucking Sander with a huge backpack. Like, oh, what up, guys? And we're like, "What the <laughs> fuck, like, dude? <laughs> it's done." Yeah. So we, that was another you had thing. plan to join. Were you just there? No, I think. Well, I think I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to miss like the Red Bull demo thing. But I think it was probably either work or like family life or like something with my wife's birthday or like whatever uh, it was. I couldn't or I couldn't fly yeah. until the day of catching. Yeah. Up. Yeah. Uh, it's some a, a previous engagement that you insane. cannot get out of. Yeah. Yeah. These things happen. So yeah. then you made it. Then let's go into the Red Bull. So you were a part of the Red Bull film, filming. Well, I, I don't. I, yeah, I think I was just there to kind of jam. I don't think there was as much of like, you, a thing no, no. on that one in terms you, of. Yeah, like, you weren't there for like the film thing. You're MJ. You're talking about the DVD. The DVD where yeah, we yeah. like had the film squad. I don't oh, think that Colin was, the was there before. for that. No, that yeah. was the year yeah, before. Yeah, no, that was 2014. No, Colin's talking about where we were at the Red Bull headquarters. Like in, they have a, oh, a yeah, building in, Harajuku, in yes. Shibuya. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. it's Harajuku, which is next to Shibuya. You're right. Yeah. Um, and then and, did, I think they had like, did they have some flatland bikers that were putting on a performance that we also jammed at, or maybe they oh, were just there. that's that was another one. Yeah, yeah. Nah. There was always those homies around because it's like yeah, the 430 no homies there. are what yeah. hooked it up, right? Four thirty is a BMX brand. So right. yeah. There was like are you calling up were you there? I was it this year? I think I'm confusing with another year where we it, this might have been before Catch and Flow, but we went to a Hooters in Shibuya. And we did a fucking huge like throwdown performance thing at Hooters. Was that <laughs> is that a different year? I definitely wasn't the there. But I can double to see... oh, Dude, it was we hilarious because it was Eddie with the Red Bull guys. Oh, so you weren't there? That's too bad. Classic. Oh, that was that was funny. That was good times. 
It was a legit like kendama throwdown though. Like it wasn't like you know like ah <laughs> oh, Hooters. Like it was it was Hooters, but like uh, nah, I don't know. It was fucking. It was weird. Shit. It was there's funny. So many so many funny memories though. But I will say like I I enjoy having a good time and am down to party with people. And but I definitely like don't drink that much, especially now that I'm older. I like hardly drink at all. But like you know, I'd always be the kind of like okay, I'm partying, but I'll kind of keep an eye on like how gnarly things are getting just for like safety and like legal reasons or like <laughs> police, like always on the trips, I'd kind of be like, you know, staying relatively like with my wits about me. Yeah. But like mm. there have been so many fun nights too, just whether it's like Roots Tour, Atlanta, like MKO stuff, Japan, where it's just like, listen, everyone's here. There's a hotel room. We're partying. Like, yeah. <laughs> Gotta yeah. get in it. Got it. I, I mean, you gotta to. keep your wits about you, but there is times where it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, you know, like when the space lab calls, you right. don't say no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go down, possibly, I don't know, the downward spiral of down spike. Whoa! <laughs> wow. I mean, Let's wow. hear about that because that is something that when it came onto the scene had the most hype. Like promotional video at the beginning, yeah. everyone around the campfire. Was that Norks? Yeah, oh shit! Fun. You got pros acting like a full cinematographer. Like, is yeah, this a the, trailer for a movie? The downspike daemon. The, the oh down, my, yeah. <laughs> the downspike <laughs> video was so fun and like it was sick. We definitely like we just wanted there to be something that was like not FKC and like not just like a random forum. So like, yeah, downspike. I feel like it was all definitely done like for all the right reasons and like helped facilitate the community in like its own unique way. And there's kind of similar things like that. You like skiing and climbing. They have like new schoolers and for climbing it's mountain project, but you know, it's kind of just a place to aggregate content and discussion and whatnot. But I, you know, as someone who's like, since I'm like barely, I'm like barely in my own email and like Instagram, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like let alone like actual yeah. like forums but I, I i like am semi-active on like the climbing forums it used to be on the skiing forums uh, and the but, bka forums also i remember seeing you in there a little bit yeah I, 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 I also am not i'm not, also on your side with all that but i, but like, I used read, to be in there yeah, you know, we, you read, yeah and... we lurk we're lurkers yeah we lurk <laughs> we're lurkers um, yeah i feel you but yeah i think it was like done for the best intentions and it was kind of like a collab between me my brother christian smith jiro and yeah so i think it's kind of just floating as is now but like any future i'm honestly i'm not I, i'm like very hands-off with downspike specifically <laughs> but like i think it's just going to continue to ride as like an ultra core community like mm-hmm. message board Mm-hmm. And with any luck, people will jump in on it and keep it going. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was like cool. it's it's like Discord before people like really well, there you have have focus it. on you, the Discord. If any of you nerds listening are looking for a real fucking nerd place to hang out online, mm-hmm. you get your ass over to downspike.com. Just downspike. That's another place <laughs> on that just forum. Another place make to a congregate. fucking profile. Yeah. Hop in. You don't, it doesn't yep. have to be your own name. You can be an Anadama, whatever the fuck you want. You can be the yeah. um, the the non secret Yinzer, can 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 demonymous. So good. <laughs> no, we. So point is, once I once I kind of tapped out, it's like <laughs> I I've been behind the scenes, but like you know I'll jump in when it's like 
Mags is pro video and he's like, oh, come come through to Vegas. I'm going to be filming. This is going to be super hype. And like, I'm always happy to lend like my creative eye or trying to get a trick. And like, then I feel like when I do make it into little videos here and there, the core community is like, okay, cool. This is rad. And like, oh, that's really fun. Like, I love this, like, either the like chrome plasticity edit or like the bonds like no jumper interview because it's like oh this is kind of cool because colin shot it and it's just like a unique like yeah oh, like bonus of like colin still being in the community even though it's very light you yeah. know right sporadically but uh, no but it's yeah. great we love yeah, I, we I, love I to see like, it. shout out to like just all the video crew and everyone that's you know helped do all the creative through the years from weens to tj Skaggs, um, Zach yeah. Magnuson no, Zach. is just absolutely Mags. destroying it now. Cooper Eddy, obviously, me and him go way back, and I'm always inspired by his work too. George uh, Marshall, yeah, uh, Matthew Ballard, obviously, is uh. on another level with his DPing and shooting now too. And like, yeah, yeah. So I still draw inspiration from all those people, and like, have just the most gratitude for everyone, like, just making art for the community through the years. How Hell do you yeah. feel being? I feel personally, looking at the Kusa videos from then and now, you have a heavy aesthetic that continues to run. Yeah, I think it's like a natural like structure of shooting in general, where it's like wide shots, medium shots, close ups, moving Slow-mo, shots, yeah. like mood shots, like establishing versus detail versus like the A cam versus the B cam, and like definitely Zach. Magnuson has taken things to just an amazing level and he's such a great editor too and I'm just blown away by all the stuff he does so I love when I get to kind of like jump in for little stuff with that but like yeah it's definitely like in good hands um I'm I've kind of more evolved to more of a straight shooter or director and shooter to where my editing game isn't like the most game changing or like can't level with like the aesthetic that's out there now, but I'm more of like a documentarian and like a shooter where I'll like help get that really good shot, but like would rather hand over the edit to someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's beautiful to see where like everyone's taking it. And yeah, it's, it's just, it's amazing. It's kind of, I think in the early days of Kendama, I kind of had a vision or belief that it would sort of go to that place of like, where skating and skiing and stuff went that like really developed culture, really developed aesthetic and all that. And like the level of tricks hey. is like beyond what I could have imagined, but all the content and the creative and everything, it's totally like the world that I felt like in those early days, we were all like this, this is bound to happen. Uh-huh. I feel like, but I feel like the, the Kendama world, like, changed the, the normal, at least for me coming a background of a uh, skateboarder, it it was you know there wasn't so many slow mo shots uh, that there was more of like the the partying kind of vibe the documentary learning about the 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 people playing and stuff the shenanigans and but I feel like again with you the film background you know Ween's film background the Ballard totally in uh-huh. it like the the eye for the framing when to hit the music uh, when to pan in out uh-huh. like. Yeah. It, it, it all comes together for like one yeah. beautiful like unison. Yes. It's all it. those little details added up uh-huh. into one beautiful package, right? And yeah. I feel like it's something that I saw. I mean, I stepped away from skateboarding 
as I was getting into Kendama, you know, I see clips here and there, but I feel like Kendama videos, edits did that more possibly because of, of what it was. It was hand, it was in your hand. It was kind of hard to see. You kind of had to really get in there compared to all the yeah. other sports where you could sit from afar. You almost want to see it from afar so you can get the whole shot. Oh shit. That's fucking how many stairs that he's jumping down, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so it, it, it kind of like was a perfect package of you guys who yeah. had this background playing this toy. I had to kind of think about like, okay, we want to shoot it in this style that we know, but we have to do it in a different way so it can be presented better so we can all see it. Uh-huh. And that was yeah. like, almost for me, like that, that's what really like made it pop even more, which is like, what yeah. is this? Not only like, what the fuck is this ball and cup okay. thing, okay. but holy shit, look how it's being presented. Yeah. 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 It definitely... Yeah, it's just like a continual source of creativity. But I get what you're saying in that the kendama is sort of like uniquely specific in its shape and its size that you really have to to actually showcase what what's happening. You really have to like have precise angles and really get the blocking with the color behind it right and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And even totally. like <clears throat> just even the game changer of like POV edits, like Yord's early POV edits, me... Mm switching to POV for some of Mugans in the house. Like yeah. nowadays the GoPros are just like so fire. It's amazing. But POV is definitely a great way to like do yeah. as or well. Like Wyatt's POV edits, like D West's oh POV edits. Like yeah. some of the yeah. like it's the kind of shit where you're like, God damn, I wish I could do that trick. You know, it's like And people and underestimate like as someone who's grinded a lot, like it's harder to do a trick with a GoPro on your head. Like yeah, I mean for yeah. Sure. It's like there's not only the mental game of like knowing that you're filming, but yeah. like yeah, the the physical mass on your fucking face <laughs> is like uncomfortable. Yeah, for so sure. It's it's kind of like a labor of love, but it just goes to show how good all those players are. That like dude, yeah. they probably hit it even faster if they didn't have a freaking GoPro on their head. They're just like they're doing it for you. No, like totally, <laughs> you can feel yeah. the love in those shots, man. Yeah. Let's roll over to Mugen's in the house. Now, there is a clip when you're in the house explaining, um, <laughs> giving some history about Iwata Kobo and how he was, you know, this boy who ran to the mountains and make kendamas, they say, and as well, that's what he did. All this type of shit. And there were clips of, of Iwata-san creating kendamas. Yeah. Now, I heard from a... Possibly it was Rod explaining how like Iwata-san was pissed. You snuck in there, shots of yeah, things there was you a, shouldn't there was, have been seeing. There was just a little bit of drama. The world on YouTube. Yeah. It, there was a little bit of drama about whether his process was being divulged. He's, he's a little touchy about those things. Process. Yeah. 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 And, but it was one of those things where one, this has already aired on Japanese television like eight years ago. So if people hadn't figured it out by then, like stop holding the secrets Bang. too. I was like, if it's some sort of game changing secret, then yeah. fine. Like the other kendamas will get better. Like don't just keep like holding it for yourself. But, but I think it was just one of those more like Japanese, like protocol things that was kind of lost in translation. But Kabota-san hit me up like, three days before something I was dropping the edit like it was posted on YouTube unlisted I had written all the stuff out final color final mix all that stuff 
and he wrote like, oh, um, can we double check to like see what could be approved for the footage that you're using in the edit? We know it's coming out, whatever. And it was kind of like near Christmas or something. And I was like, low key, I just have to drop this and be like, sorry, guys. It's like it's like eight seconds of footage. Yeah. But there was like <laughs> a little, there was like a little minor beef. But then we like squashed it when I saw him in Japan and it was fine. And it, it had something <laughs> to do with the how the Tamas were rotating or spinning while they were being painted, which I think was unique at the time, but probably like an more even color or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but either way, whatever it was, I felt like was so specific that like it was not that game changing of a thing, but it was, yeah. uh, I definitely did the playful intro with, with his like pictures from his childhood and stuff to like help build up the mythology, but kind of knew that it would be like, Kind of like tongue in cheek, like joke, <laughs> joking. But then, like the actual community would be like, "Is he sick?" Colin put in all these photos. Like, where did he get these? Like, damn. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. And that's now, where... funny, man. <laughs> and and uh, where are all the Mugans? <laughs> in the house, where <laughs> they were once. In or this... are they on a plane? <laughs> on Which plane? is it? Which is it? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, God, popping you, up somewhere can... else. Yeah, I think I slowly started selling them off. And honestly, there was a time when I realized, like, look, the new shapes are like better than the OG Mugans at this point. Like, they're not playing as well. So, like, yeah, not. I would love to have just sat on all of them and kept my whole collection. But like, being someone who works freelance and has like flexible employment, like. And just living in LA is expensive. There were oh, times yeah. where I was like, "Money's nice, but people are gonna love these more than me." They're just sitting in mm. boxes. Yeah, and, like let me get some reasonable prices for the people that want to collect them. But like, yeah, some went to Rouge, some went to Sweets, some I don't even know where all of them went. But just to like, you know, people in the community that were really hyped on getting an OG. Did Chauffeur get any? Yeah. He probably did. I don't know if we're talking <laughs> as much that I probably sell, sent him back at least one. I know I bought a white off. I bought a bunch off of him. Oh, but yeah. it's kind of one of those things where like I had bought Mugans off of Roosh. Like I'd bought them off Chauffeur. Then I see. So yeah. you're just, you're just like, literally returning them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you rented you rented them off of Roosh. You rented but there them was off like, of Chauffeur. There was like a turning point after I made the Mugans in the house edit that I was like, look. I just need to like sell these and people will appreciate them more and like uh -huh. it'll just help me get by but and one of the reasons was I my bike my like really nice road bike that was like $2,000 bike got stolen after a couple of years and then I was like you know what? I should sell the Kota Boogie to Sweets for his museum and then I can like get my road bike that I was really into again and... uh, <laughs> that's so a win-win Sweets is a G because I was like Sweets Holy you need shit. to buy this. You need to buy this blue Koto like now. <laughs> and he was like, okay. And I was like, this is the price. And Sweets is a G. Love them like so many fun times together. I'm not going to say it specifically, but he did pay over a thousand for the blue Koto, which oh. may be the priciest trade. Yeah, in sale ever. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And there, there's been more expensive Kendalas. I don't know about Mugen right. specifically, but uh, yeah. But hey. I, mean, I know there was a Terra specifically that went for three. But Sweets, I don't know if he let me or if I didn't tell him, but I kept the box. I kept the Koto Boogie box. <laughs> you kept the, the box. original artwork. You had it um, and you kept it. No, kept it. dude. Oh, so it, it is still yours. You so got you the got deed. The, you have the, the come deed. together. The, 
like the two the, kids. Uh, holy Apparently shit, we the, hit. Go the, ahead. The foldout that's inside the blue coat of Buki box was like a hand drawing done by um, Iwata-san's sister did the artwork for the <laughs> foldout. I think. Whoa. Might have been no way. There's nothing. Holy shit, dude. So and, and, it, uh, and you have it. Still have that. So, <laughs> so, so bad. Sweets. For the box. Exactly. Oh, yeah. you, know, you know Sweets is listening right now. So Sweets, good luck, bud. <laughs> oh, man. Damn, that's epic. Truly complete the collection. The fucking yeah. Yo, can we get? Can we maybe get a, a little Dominard sneak peek of that artwork? When you have time, just Honestly, snap a I'm... quick pic. Oh yeah, yeah. We could. Dude, I could scan it or for something. the nerds. I think I scanned it once, but just even I'll just take a picture, what... dude. Just yeah. It doesn't have to be a fancy. You don't have to scan it. You don't have to like redraw <laughs> Man, it or anything. Just I'm gonna mi- give. I'm gonna give the the nerds the uh, the reti- the unreleased retirement edit and holy the shit, Kodobuki papers. You nerds are getting what? spoiled. <laughs> take note. Episode, your godfather's taking care one. of you. <laughs> When us nerds are gone, your godfather's going to take <laughs> care of you. <laughs> if something should happen to oh, us. Oh, shit. Uh, question about then and now. So yeah. You mentioned, you know, you had a lot of inspirations and you feed off of uh, some of the people in the Domosphere talking to, or doing the editing work and, and filming and stuff. What was one from history that really left a mark on you? And what's one now that you appreciate? Mm. I was going to ask about the now. Thank Ooh. you. I mean, from the history, obviously, it was, like, Extreme Kendama and Freedom Kendama. Yeah. Um, and then any of, like, the early crew videos. And then Zach Yord Edit 3 and... Um, All homework news. Like the next, the next like, uh-huh. major Turner's, Turner's, like, submission for the pro team was insane. That's uh-huh. not... And then I feel like... Stuff was kind of all in that wheelhouse. And then when Ballard made Where We Are, I remember watching that intro and being like, okay, we've like turned the page. Like this is yeah. this is the next chapter. Like this is the best thing I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> And I think that was a pretty recent after our pro model video, maybe a year or two, similar time, but three years, I don't even know. Um, but yeah, Ballard Where We Are definitely was like, okay, Boom! Now we're just launching yeah. it here, and then it was like a literal must trying see. to match that. Trying to then it was you know making Jake's pro video. All of the early GT stuff was like really aesthetic, yeah. um, but Still yeah. Is. And then obviously like Cooper Eddie came in and did so much cool creative stuff, more like in the modern age. But then, you know, then it shifted to more like standalone IG clips where it's like. There's some aesthetic, but it's more of just like the actual trick. Yeah. I mean, there's not enough time to like build an aesthetic and hold it long yeah. enough to like make it a thing, you know? I it's saw, like... I watched the high receipts videos because mm. you guys talked about them Dude, recently. Yeah, the high receipts. Best shit out right very now. Very cutting edge, like aesthetically as well. And I think that can definitely like play into it. And Ballard in his podcast also mentioned the super slow-mo out of like Kendama Hong Kong or something that was uh, yes. a video that made a big impact on him. They had like a 240 FPS camera and that same video also impacted me a lot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so many good ones. So many fun, like all the early Frasier edits, like yeah, just um, but now now it's just like everyone's banger Instagram tricks, like I love them. Like, you know, it's just yeah. 
people just crushing. Hell yeah. But obviously, like, with Kusa, like, you know, ZB Mag, Zach Magnuson is... His his work is really awesome and creative and amazing, too. And, yeah, he's definitely, like, carrying the torch, like, beyond the torch. <laughs> we made is, a new torch. Made, made a, new a fully new torch. Yeah. And I, I don't LED. know if you guys, you guys get to see the... the LED Rec, torch. <laughs> you see the Parks and Rec tour video? I haven't yes. seen all of it yet, actually. Yeah. I, have, I haven't sat down and watched it. Super quality, but, like, all his pro videos are obviously awesome. Like, so no. he's probably... He's probably my new fame style person for edits, but also Hell yeah. we stay in touch fairly regularly and bounce ideas off each mm-hmm. other, give him feedback on Dude, edits. He's oh, one of those dudes that like, you know, it's it might be easy to think this way because of the Kingdom USA link, but like I do see that legacy being passed down, man, like between like, you know, like you, Weens, TJ, yeah. Mags, all the like filmers of like yep. Kusa and like from day one to even Jero before you like even you yep. know like till now it's like it's got that vibe you know yeah, it's yeah. like everybody kind of understands the Kusa vibe and yeah, it's that, like that's what that it solar is and flare. it's been it's, <laughs> inta- it, 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 it's not only the flares but it, <laughs> that's a huge part of it though you know yeah. it's like it's not about the flares it's how the you transitions. use the flares. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's where they're at. Uh, so what it's, do you think, it's, it's good. How, how do you feel the um, the future will be of uh, edits? Uh, do you think we you want to see more on YouTube? You want to see more long? Yeah, form? I think it's, I think it's going to be, you know, a lesser amount, but like really committed creators where it's like, whether it's like Cooper Eddy or like ZB Mags and like people like that really want to commit to making something that's like lasting Whereas like the the players themselves, it's kind of a better suited format to just like drop single tricks on Instagram. I don't think like edits are going away and like obviously tour videos and that type of stuff, but it's definitely harder to motivate to like get a crew to make a full edit as opposed to be like, let's just look back trick by trick on IG. You know, the vertical format does work nicely for the way Kandama's played, but like as long as you're I on your device. Sort of those, I think it'll be those team team members, actual pros and their videographers kind of doing the full on edits. And like everyone in the community will still love them and stuff, but I don't think like uh-huh. every player coming up, like they'd rather just keep stacking tricks, which I think is fine and like great in its uh-huh. own way. And yeah. People get creative even with their mini edits like up uh, that are just IG verticals, you know, whether that's Mitchell totally. or even like you know, Josh Kim also did some cool like animation stuff. Obviously, yeah, George yeah. Marshall. You know that type of aesthetic is really fun as well. Um, but I think the like true banger edits will be kind of like company teams, pro announcement videos, like that kind of stuff, where it's okay. like there's a project behind it. Or yeah, there's just more. It's kind of like what you were saying before with the old Kusa edits and how you had all this gear and all that shit. It's like there's almost like there's a budget behind it, you know? And it might not be like the company itself throwing all this money at making this edit, but it's the people that are involved yeah. who have the gear yeah. already and have the knowledge and are willing to put in the effort required to make something that's epic. Are willing right? are willing to crash a drone eat Red Rocks. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. From- Dude, but do you do you guys remember like that sequence was so hype at the end of his I think was that his part three or his part two? I where, don't know. Oh, was that I thought that was for he when he filmed Haley. I guess he was in the mountains too for his his part. No, yeah, mm. it's kind of 
I think the first time part it came two, out probably part, yeah it was part yeah. two um but anyway like that was super fun we got some amazing footage out of that and he like I kind of helped facilitate the shooting and was doing a lot of that and flying the drone and whatnot but what he came back with in the edit I was like this is so good like this is such a better like assembly than I could have done that like you just nailed it so there's definitely tons of tons of talent out there and people should keep using Kendama as like a springboard into their you know next trajectory and keep using it to just stay honed whether that's with your like creative your filming your None. actual tricks but yeah just keep staying honed and staying stoked i guess honed on life we've been grinding nerds for yeah. quite some time <laughs> yes we have anyone who's still here we better part two this thing two part this uh, thing. how <laughs> they can handle it it's fine if they're rolling. here already they're gonna stick around exactly stick around. exactly we <laughs> exactly we uh yeah we have a patreon and a lot of people who support so i'm just say thank you so much this special uh little treat yes, yes. as uh one of the patreons from that five tier and up you get to ask questions to all of our guests that are coming on and I have a gang of questions from many people uh, <laughs> who would like to ask you wait. a few questions. We're just going to just jump right in on it. So here we go. Let's do it. Let's dive in. I'm trying to see. Also, oh, side note. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Yes, yes. Absolutely love you guys. Thank you for trooping through this mega episode with me. And yeah, much love to all the Patreon supporters. I know it's like super core community and. I love hearing from everyone Hell on yeah. this show. Dude. And just, yeah, much appreciation. The real ones. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Runs deep. Runs in blood. Okay, here we go. First yeah. question. Again. Matt Sweet asks, where is the box for the blue Koto? <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the very last question. That one just <laughs> came one. in about five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. First one from three years ago when I initially posted that we were going to have you as a guest. <laughs> you know, so rain check here and there. Here we go. Uh, Eric Bukiri asks, what is one of the hardest tricks you have ever done? As in, what took you the longest to do? And will there ever be a new updated Colin Sander promo? There's, there's three Ooh, questions right that's there. That's a great question. So okay. first, what was the <laughs> one of the hardest tricks? Oh man, hardest tricks I've ever done. Probably anything that borders balance in the early days was challenging. Um <clears throat> Uh-huh. I never really landed ass. it, but I still landed it. Probably the dub tray comes to mind as well. Um, but actually, towards the end, I was I was working on trip tray, and almost got that before some other people. But I was trying it on the the Earth Blue Mugen Muso. Oh no, yeah, which kind of had like a whack lunar balance, low key. Yeah, the one yes. with the without the plastic tip, right? The only one with the wooden. Yes, tip. right, right, right. right. For the very first one. He's so reverted almost, back, but yeah. The most coveted. I spent like three oh, days. Oh, yeah. Like I spent three days POV filming a triple tray on that and got so close, got some like thumb touches, got some skid outs, and that was actually kind of like a gnarly stopping point where when I couldn't hit the triple tray, I like kind of was tapped out and was like, I have nothing left. And then I think oh, no. one of the Gallagher's did it first, or maybe Fraser. <laughs> um, but then some then one of the Gallagher's like quad. Lunar trade later, I think. Yeah. Probably. Um, <laughs> yeah. Probably. <laughs> I'd say anything borders balancey and like double lunar tray flip, which was kind of my ender for Mugens in the house, I guess. Um, yes. 
Yes. Which is low. It's actually like not that hard of a trick now, but it was super hard then. I like, mean, no, totally, it's, still, yeah. it's still a hard trick. That's, yeah, it totally. still grinds. No, it's still, <laughs> it's still a hard trick. I still struggle with border tricks for damn sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not and like, then, you okay, know. And then as far as the other one was, as as in, another... uh, also, what took you the longest to do? Honestly, probably some Long like describe. random thing in like edit two or three where we were <laughs> filming <laughs> for three hours, but just had no ability. Okay, dude, yep, the yep. old days, the old <laughs> grind days. I just fucking love it. Going. I've definitely gone. I've gone over two hours, and then once I was in edit seven, I told myself I would cut myself off at an hour and like fifteen minutes. Like I'd give myself a little courtesy over an hour. <laughs> yeah, but I realized it was like the point of no return after an hour. So, um. But yeah, then as far as another Colin Sander Pro model, Dominard Scoop, you know, I couldn't just go out having only ever had a mod that was like this honed. Yeah. So, and the shapes have come so far and I've got, I've got a cool new project coming out with Kusa. So there will be another Colin Sander Pro model. Holy no. shit. One of my last no. questions. coming soon. It is Holy. coming soon, fam. And there will also be an edit to go with it. Oh. So, oh, yeah. There better be like a live stream as well, so we can. We, just, we should do something fun know? for it, but yeah, we so should. If you if you're not gonna be around to do it, you let us know, Wait. and maybe the nerds okay. can host it. We'll figure okay. it out. Oh my gosh, so there will be one. Mostly just because I'm like I can't just like retire and have like no mods that are actually good. Like, and now <laughs> the shapes are so good, and like, who's the shapes have come so far? Yeah. Base cup no. holes, maple, like. Yeah, it's gonna be honed, dude. It's the also you don't have to just retire. You know, you can just have another mod. You can just like stick <laughs> exactly. around. Exactly. You know, nobody's giving you the boot, the man. It's not. It's the, not yes. Nobody. Nobody's like, yo, don't let the door hit your ass on the way out, <laughs> bud. Fucking get out of here, Sander. Yep. Nobody said that. I rem- I mean, oh, I, I remember rumors <laughs> uh, in Japan. People in in, J- in the Japanese Kendama community were saying how like after Cash and Flow two. When you came late, they're like, "Yo, did you hear? Like, Colin's done. He's not gonna touch the Kendama anymore." And I was I like, just, "I mean, uh, well, he, he. I mean, that kind of makes sense. He was the greatest." And she's yeah. like, "All right, yeah. Well, and I do think there's something to like getting, getting the whole Kendama community to that critical mass point to where like, I'm just like one drop in the ocean of all the amazing players out there now, but like so many of the early people helped push it to that point." Yeah. So I do feel like my work is done in the community, but at the same time, because people do appreciate it and just for the straight up love, now that I've like been away long enough, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I do need to make another edit and it'll be like some Dama, some skiing, some climbing, like show my actual Dude, life now. And that's what I'm like, saying. Yeah. So yeah. So that's in the works too. I've yes. got an adventure edit that's like ready to drop. That's that we Yo, can talk ooh, about in a bit. I got but, it. I got it. You know, you're I'm talking back about- in the game. I'm back Talking. in. <laughs> That's what I'm yes, saying. Make, make me left. a new your new edit comp this entry, dude. <laughs> enter my comp. Okay, I'll, I'll enter Gen- January. Please, I'll, don't, don't you just say that? Don't no, you I'll, just I'll say do that? It. Don't I'll, you tease me, Colin? I'll make a jank edit. <laughs> uh, I'm down with a jank Colin edit. Please, raw footage only. I'm super in. Got it. You know, you're talking about Kendama legacy mods. You should be mystic mods because it's always. <laughs> a mystery with Kendama USA and the OGs in there that just vanish. 
And Let's was go, like, Kenda Mystics. Where are they? Where did they go? <laughs> you know? So, it, and yeah. this is just adding to the lore of the old school Kendama <laughs> USA pros of, <laughs> wait, are they still sponsored? Or what? Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. Uh, it's it's the, sh- the shaman model. The shaman. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Going somewhere down that route of, of a name, but wow. love that. <laughs> Awesome yeah. news. Here we go. On to the next one. Thomas Ishikawa asks, when you play Kendama, what kind of setups do you typically jam with? Through the years, throughout the years, the shapes and paint finish of Kendamas have evolved dramatically. And again, mind you, this is three years ago. Yeah. Since you started playing, uh, what do you like the most of the new shape? What do you dislike about the new shapes? Um, like the most would be everything and dislike would be nothing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> picking up like picking up the old like pro mods is just like, it, it's actually amazing that we did the tricks we did on them. Like Truly. pure ice, like yeah. egg mama and to then like, you know, the new shapes are just like so clean, so workable, so playable. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I try to weight match my stuff. I like to play Mabel, you know, obviously played mostly Kusas, hardly play any more Uzoras anymore just because the new shapes are so good. Definitely got play those some Chroms. Uh, love playing the Crafts, Craft Plus. Look, this is kind of a cool little hybrid that I don't know if anyone recognizes this Chrom Tama, but well, that's nice. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a craft, this is on the thinner craft. It is. I really like the craft plus. Which the plus is like, was nice. The plus is nice. I know a lot of your like hand turn stuff is sort of in the pseudo plus size, but I mean, not I'm so much. Dude. I'm like I'm like six foot, hundred eighty pounds. I definitely prefer a heftier dama. Man. Um, but yeah, love the new shapes and can't believe yeah. that we were so obsessed with the old shapes. <laughs> dude, I mean, we didn't know yeah. any better. We didn't know any better. Yeah, how that could was the you? Only option, you know. Yeah, sorry, not sorry. Next question <laughs> from the third nerd herself, Haley Bischoff. Hey. Favorite non-climbing, filming, or dama activity? Huh. Well, Haley's awesome, and we've had like so many fun times together. She's definitely been like a very close person for me on the team, and we have kind of like our own relationship just because of shooting together, climbing, and, like, staying inspired and just, like, going oh, yeah. through going through everything together. But <laughs> so Haley's definitely awesome. Uh, does she mean, like, what activity to pair Dama with, I guess? Or I think outside of Dama. Favorite, I think just, like, in general. Non- oh. Climbing, non-filming, non-Kendama activity. Oh, I fi- it'd probably be skiing. I knew that's what you were going to say. I was yeah, going to say, I, I feel like she meant to say skiing. What else? Yeah. Can I, so can they, I can I add another one? Do you like skiing? skiing? <laughs> yeah. I would say it's probably skiing, and then I guess now is like mountain. I just love, I love being out in the mountains, taking photos, like shooting thirty-five millimeter film stills is like yeah. one of my other passions. Um, but I guess yeah, probably would be road biking, working out, or yoga. I guess. Those Good are probably answers. My other, yeah, my other two main things. I've definitely gotten much more into like lifting weights, kettlebell, like doing body weight stuff. But also, I did when I I broke my collarbone and had to get like eight screws in my. Oh, you oh, got a clip, John? 
Yeah, I got it. You got unclipped. I got unclipped, John. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Holy Shout shit! Shout out, Matias. You were so quick with that. Nice fucking work. That that's so funny. Um, Holy shit! So when I did that, though, I did I did yoga five days a week for an entire year. Um, nice. Some days more, um, but basically, I finally it like embraced my own yoga practice and did that to help heal my collarbone and just my alignment and everything. That's what's up. No, I'm probably, I'm probably like a once or twice a week yoga person, maybe more if I'm like training or like lifting and stuff. Uh-huh. But yeah, aside from Dhamma, film and climbing, it's got to be skiing, skiing, biking, and then yoga and training probably. Uh, Busy and nice. active. Next yeah, question. Okay. Max Ida. So Colin, you brought a lot of us into Kendama. But how did you get into Kendama? Blading? Jeff? Yeah, we kind of covered that already. We kind of covered that, but yeah, I, I worked at a ski shop, worked at a ski shop, saw J.P. Auclair's section, Dominard homework, go look up all I can. Max uh, is already yeah. on it. Max skiing, is on it. Skiing and blading. You're <laughs> what got me into it. He's got a second question. When you started playing, did you think it would take off like this? Uh, like there would be a World Cup. Right. Well, I think when I started playing, there were still sort of like these year-end competitions in Japan, so there already were sort of big championship contests of sorts. Yeah. Uh, and I did think it would take off. I thought it had like huge potential, and like to me, the first couple times of playing it, I'm like, this needs to be like as big as tech decks, as big as like Pogs, like Pogs anything Uh, this needs to catch on (laughs) so we definitely had like all the belief in like the the virality i guess you could call it or like yeah um but yeah Yeah. we definitely felt like there was a ton of potential and we knew it like needed to go big Um, got one more where do you see kendama in the 20th year of sander 20th five years from now well, definitely high receipts and 20 taps. Like, <laughs> those those high receipts are getting higher. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I think it's just more of the same progress where it's like the competitions are extremely high level. The the banger tricks are just like mind melting. Like Nick Gallagher's going to do a 12 slang instead of a 10 slang. Dude, like, dude, dude. Nick uh, Gallagher is going to come live in Japan for a year, possibly longer to only teach and play kendama so he's gonna come wow. back i don't know if he's gonna come back but he is going in and he's it's going, going to be a full-on like he's gonna meet a japanese girl and get married and stay forever maybe that's what happens uh, i'm calling like call he... it calling it right now so yeah <laughs> the sky is the limit but i mean 20th year of sander yeah it's it's just it's gonna reek reach like peak peak dama which is just dude insane bangers on Instagram, but, but that's it's, what, it's that's only another about. peak, though. That's what you thought about. There's yeah, gonna be, yes, like, yours, Colin, great. we're only going to be 40 years old and the 20th year of Sander, bud. <laughs> you and me, buddy. We we got to make a 40-year-old yeah. edit. We got to make an yeah. old guy edit. Oh, yeah. Yasu, Yasu's going to be like, year of edit, of Yasu's going to be like 16. Dude, yeah. we'll be able to buy Yasu a beer at that point. <laughs> um, But yeah, yeah. it's definitely going <laughs> to keep rolling, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Next question from Nick Doddenhoff. How has wow. being part of Kendama USA for so long changed for you? 
you've seen the company go through a lot in those years. What was the experience like? Yeah, that's a cool question. I definitely think from the early days, like I learned, you know, kind of learned from Jiro, like different insights about how to operate a business, what actually goes into that, what are the risks and the rewards and you know obviously learn so much about like building a team and collaborating and you know making commercial stuff doing shoots like you know trying to execute on really awesome pieces of creative sometimes them falling short sometimes them totally being like viral and like loved and yeah it's definitely been a cool journey um that like helped me learn about business, helped me learn about like teamwork. Um, and just, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's been wild, but, uh, yeah, learned a lot of lessons through Kendama USA and definitely appreciate next time there. Um, and everybody that's helped behind the scenes at Kendama USA. Um, I know like Alyssa, I think just left too. Yeah. But she, you know, gave a good chunk of her life to Kusa just like I did. And, you know, everyone that's worked there has and meeting all the people through the years that have kind of been like at the core of Kusa has been super awesome. And like the company definitely wouldn't have survived without them. So definitely appreciate everyone. But yeah, it's so many lessons. Um, but just, you know, keep trying hard, doing your best, be creative, be supportive, you know, and yeah, try to execute and just, keep delivering something positive to the community to your customers to you know yeah the whole it's the whole package there we go next question from c phrase uh, besides being the godfather of kendama no. what specific impacts do you feel you have made in kendama Ooh, uh, good well question. obviously the dub tray <laughs> or the single tray single tray flip um, no, but I think I think in the early days I helped get everyone stoked on like making their edits, which helped solidify the community. Um mm. and I had so much fun kind of battling back and forth with Frazier in the early days on different tricks and stuff and just pushing each other. Um and it's such a different level now of play, but I think probably the thing sort of I'm most proud of is just helping set into motion like all the just setting an example for like how to go about like making a company exciting how to go about like hyping a product release making a travel video or like a tour recap video so that like all of that stuff's been in the community and people can kind of take it from there and just you know keep expanding it um but definitely i feel like helping set into motion in the early days like that type of stuff is probably what i'm like most grateful for yeah. Next sure. one. Adrian Esteban. Yes. New gen trick you wish you could do. <laughs> um, Good question. Probably quant tap to jungle to quant tap. Anything with multiple taps and then continuing it with juggles. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm so far out. Like I, I could probably do like a dub tap, juggle dub tap, juggle dub tap to airplane if I really grinded it. Yeah. Oh. But I would love to. I want to see that clip. I would love to 
yeah, be able to do quad taps to Insta houses. Like, <laughs> that'll probably be the new. He probably doesn't want to hear that because that's not as much as Steve, but. No, uh, yeah, he probably, well, it's definitely new gen. It'd probably be like quad tap, juggle to house, instant two house flips to juggle to quad tap to two more house flips and like down spike. Oh. <laughs> you could throw like a green triangle at the end there just for yeah, Adrian, you know. <laughs> <laughs> then get the airplane. Yes. <laughs> Next one from Daniel Robinson. In what direction do you see Kendama moving towards? A sport, a fad, an art format? Well, I feel like it's definitely going more sporty with like how high level the contests are. Um, And just because you can like put a point ranking to certain tricks like they've done at KWC. Um, yeah, and I think there will always be people who kind of use it and see it as art and, like, create art with it. Um, and D-Rob is also awesome, and I heard him jump in on Rod's episode, too, and he's right. such a nice guy and so, like, kind, and I definitely always remember his positive vibes from, like, early on in the community. Dude, he's the shit. Um, yeah, I love D-Rob. Yeah, he's amazing. Um Super talented player too, obviously, and was pushing the limits back then. Yeah, That's not... uh, but yeah, I think it'll be it's this the sport element's going to continue to be higher and higher level, and it's just like tighter and tighter margins in those contests and stuff. And mm. then like the art component will just be like people making their edits, making their creative, coming up with amazing tricks. Like yeah, it's definitely a mixture of both, but. The high level sport is not going away. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it feels like once you can kind of turn it into a competition, more I like it can be more profitable, possibly in that right. realm. Like, I don't know. I'm thinking of uh, video games, how that turned into like a sport. Yeah. Like, that's turned true. Into a sport because they took it outside from you're, you're not in your basement playing on that dirty ass yeah, couch. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. They're you're putting stadiums, it on display. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that can only just, you know, boost it even more. So it's, it's uh-huh. nuts. Next one, Brad Willard. What is the most toned Dhamma you've ever had? What's the best Dhamma trip of all time? Ooh. Okay, uh-huh. most the most honed Dhamma I've ever had. <laughs> That's such a hard question. <laughs> I mean, it probably was the pink. For me, it was this pink Mugen, pink Mugen that was in... I guess it was in my edit seven and in Mugen's in the house. Um, but yeah, it was basically a pink Mugen that was really friggin' hard. I mean, <laughs> I mostly just like beat cups into submission and they were like <laughs> so soft and like supple that it would just like lighthouse. Like, there was so much like body sweat in Greece that the Ken probably weighed like 90 grams by the end. <laughs> and like, so it would just like slap. Oh, um, yeah. But I mean, now the shapes are all so honed that it's like, whatever the current Kusa sweets chrome shapes are, they're those are now the best Dama like I've ever played. Like and it's all, all the all the new shit. Yeah, you know the the new Terra shapes are all right too. You know, I'm just, just oh, shout out Terra. <laughs> I, I had a, I had a uh, was that Terra I had that was like a was it the rod mod? 
No, Ooh. but I had like a was it not? <laughs> it was like black walnut, to not black walnut, black mahogany. No, the the ebony one you had. The ebony, yeah. The one, yeah. Yo, we were speaking about people who beat me in contests. This motherfucker <laughs> beat me in the first van jam. It was you and me in the finals. Oh shit! Yeah, That's right. Oh, and you were playing that ebony kendama, the, the only, full ebony. <laughs> the only that, contest I ever won was dude. Dance yeah, <laughs> no, I'm I'm, hap- I'm happy that I can give you that. Honestly, <laughs> I do wish I had one. But you know, <sighs> what do you do? <laughs> you, you probably deserve the win. I definitely remember, like, it was like, it was definitely like a chippy battle. Oh, dude, like... I, I remember the tricky one. <laughs> I, I remember. <laughs> it was, it was airplane, cork, like, whirling. Drop, no, no, drop into like, like pizza. Pizza. Yeah. And then oh. it was like out to house. And I think it was trade spike. Yeah. And I did not know how to do that drop into pizza. The drop is so weird. And now I now I can do it for sure. But like then I just like I didn't have it. And you, you can and do I it with did, that live stream now. Yeah. 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 No shout out. Shout out to Alex Smith for making me some amazing setups back in the day. But also yeah. forcing me to come to Van Jam. And then I randomly won. Dude, why didn't he force <laughs> you this year? What the hell? <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell him for next year because next year is Van Jam 10, so you know it's gonna be Ooh. a good one. It's gonna be a good one. You, were, you won the first one, but do you think you got a 10 year reunion in yet or what? Ooh, yeah. yeah, I definitely me, do. Yo, me, the new and the, me and you in the finals, we'll have a Van Jam Invitational battle. It's only me and you. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> let's Van go. Jam one for Let's what? go. Need, we gotta bring. I don't remember what Dama I was playing, but let's bring the same Dama's we're bringing them <laughs> back. I feel like I, I feel like I sold that Dama to someone, but I don't know. <laughs> we gotta find out. We gotta buy it back. Shit. It might have <laughs> been. It might have been Smith. I might have slapped a Smith because I had a Smith Pro Tama on it. I might have like been yeah. like. I don't know, but that was that an amazing can. I'll, I'll ask him. I'll find out. We'll we'll. To be continued. Yeah. Dot dot yeah. dot 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 dot. Another question he had at the end was, <laughs> "What is the best Dama trip of all time?" Oh, all the time. best Dama trick of all time. Ooh. Trip, trip. Oh, best Dama trick. I was like, trick spike. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, though, yeah. yeah, low key. Yeah. Um, the best trip of all time. I mean, there's so many good ones, but <sighs> probably be. Probably be either that first pro model trip to Japan or KG Roots Tour for me. Yeah. Um, Roots Tour was so awesome because it was like just friends and like being in the States, everything's a little mellower, a little easier. We were going to super scenic areas. Um, were you there yeah. on both years? My first, yeah, I think I was. I feel like the early year, I don't know if it, it was just called Roots. I Maybe I only came for part of it. Yeah. Because the second one oh. is when every like when you know the Chromies came too, yeah, yeah. But and you were the there best definitely. Kind of, best kind of a trip for me was when we did our first like pro model release trip to Japan. And, yeah. yeah, it's basically the I don't even know the title of the edit, but I think it's Kendama USA Japan in tour twenty twelve maybe it was twenty twelve yeah 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 so that's probably my favorite trip still just because we saw all the classic stuff. My wife got to be there. Yeah, like it was, it was just super fun. Uh-huh. And last one from Samuel Ullman. Dan, wow, miss you, dude. No, that's it. Not even a question. Love you guys, Sam, Sam Ullman. That's that's wow. Sam. Sam, Sam your beast. It's, miss, yeah. miss that guy, dude. Hell All late. love to the community. I love people are always welcome to like pop through when they're in LA. I always end up seeing like 
I just saw Ballard like two weeks ago. I just saw Tokyo Hell like yeah. a week ago. Yeah. Um, shout out to Miles Gibson. He oh shit. He, Hell yeah. Throwback player that's one of my close friends, and he, me well, and him have jammed through the years. He still lives. Yeah. Go Cal. Yes, no. Um, yeah, he was always like in was it L.A. with the Lacma Lights thing, and mm. yeah, he he went to undergrad at uh, UCLA. So okay. He was like around, but he was studying engineering and like pretty focused. He kind of like stopped Dama to like focus on his engineering degree. And yeah, yeah. Wasn't he, he also a, making music? Oh, he makes amazing music. He still yeah. makes music, and yeah, it's hell super, yeah, but that's dope. So yeah, dope. yeah. Miles is one of my close friends, so I'm you know I still am friends with a lot of people in the community. I mean, I see Haley like two, three, four times a year. We link up to go climbing. Hell yeah, it's so. Still, just like all love. <laughs> That's and what it, it continues. Is. I'm, 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 dude. I'm just happy that you are still have a presence in it. Because as I was saying before, like the some of the pros, not just from the Kusa team, but other teams as well. You know, shit happens. Of course, it's totally fine. But as a, a, a Kendama player, who an enthusiast, who's someone who like really cares about the community and the people in it. I always like some sort of like you were saying yourself, you know, you can't just like just disappear. You need some sort of like retirement. You can't you want you kind of want to finish off and and yeah, yeah, you know, close the book properly, finish the story yeah. properly. And there are yeah. a bunch, a handful of OG players who didn't do that. And it was just like to be continued. And I you feel don't like even I was, know. Yeah, I was kind of in that place, but then it's like now I've been brought in enough times to fill for other friends, and then I've refound the love, and like the shapes are so much better that I'm like, okay, I think what my real sign off is, and this is some of the nerds may have heard of this, some have not, but I had this project called Edit X that was going to be my tenth edit, <clears throat> and the idea was it was going <laughs> to be players from all over the world, and I was going to kind of like sort of direct and produce it but I was going to feature, so it wasn't going to be like a KUSA-specific or a team-specific thing, but it was going to be a standalone project to where nah. I had one or two sections, but like feature the best people from all over the world. Everyone gets like a three or four or five-minute segment. Mm. Um, and I wanted to kind of like co-produce it with like a Japanese production company and really try and make like one big movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... <laughs> Yeah. Shout out yeah. to Ballard. Yes. But totally. basically, so I think if I can, like, that could still be off in the future. And I think doing something that's like an actual, like, like funded, like co production with like a Japanese studio that's like, look, we're going to make the Kendama movie that's mm. like, like what Art of Flight was for snowboarding. We need like that for Kendama. And so. Uh. I haven't like given up on the idea yet, but hopefully if I could do that, that could be like a future sign off to where it's like, okay, I helped facilitate a bunch of amazing players, get their section all on something that you can get on DVD. You could get for pay download or you could like have a screening or something. Um, but yeah, that I feel like would be my true like retirement sign off. So hopefully that'll happen eventually, but as of now, I'm yeah. still just kind of jamming and just, yeah, enjoying it. Yeah. So as as you are still present and, you know, creating a new edit, having it a new product, a new pro mod release, um, 
who would be someone you would like to see do the same thing to revive? Ooh, Ooh man. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, geez. I don't know. That's a good question. It's a great question. I feel like I feel like Frazier Frazier kind of did it. I mean, Frazier never really left, but did he, did he do his ten year edit? Yeah, he had the, he had the legend mod was like the ten yeah. year thing. His, uh, so I shout out to Frazier because he basically did a version of that, uh-huh. um, which was super rad. But yeah, for someone to come back and make something, I don't know. I mean, it'd probably be like like Tomotsu or like Kazuma. Or like, yeah, like either of those two, or maybe like Shimadera-san. That'd be oh, sick. Oh shit, dude! She yeah, some extreme <laughs> Kindawa too. Oh shit! <laughs> but yeah, someone, someone from from Japan probably, or like probably very like extreme. Kazuma Shimadera. I don't know. Uh, maybe like a Keith edit. Maybe like a Bosch edit. There's or, been a bunch of Bosch stuff lately. Bosch yeah, he's kind of returned. He's kind of returned. Oh, he's he's on it. Yeah, yeah. He did. Bo- yeah, he- I Bosch Snapchats me pretty often. I'm in the Dama Squad chat, and he's fucking. He'll be at work, and he's like, "Okay, one try at the quad," and he'll try like a quad lighthouse lip, and be like, "Shit, didn't get it." And then like the next day, you get another one, and then he gets it, and you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like he literally does the first try. Got it's it. So fun. Fucking Bosch. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely, yeah. Keith, Keith would have been. I mean, I Keith would be a good one. In in our talks with him, he mentioned something about you know his edit eight, the infinity. I mean, I think he's got some edit. ideas in the works for sure. And I think for someone like that, it could be cool too to like showcase your skiing, showcase climbing, his music, like something absolutely something more and full you, immersion. That's you, not just you tricked. filmed that absolutely. right that one where it was like that. There was more filming. There was him in the in like someone's mini ramp in the backyard. Yep. yep. Yeah, the yeah. kind of like Keith mini documentary. Yeah, I yeah. really like that one. That turned out fun. That was really oh, like yeah. another one of those like movie vibe type edits where it's That's like not... this is a longer like immersive edit. Totally. Right, right. Not just focused on the damas. That's yeah. not... How do you feel? Are you stressed about releasing clips? Do you feel like you're your, you know, grandpa Sander? In reality, with the new shit that's happening? Yeah, I mean, I'm just happy that people are out there crushing it. I definitely, I feel, I don't, I feel zero pressure to like put out actual Dama clips. Part of the reason for why I never do or like haven't, but <laughs> even though I haven't, even though I kind of dropped out of the scene, like I would still pick up a Dama at least like two, three, four days a week to just like casually jam. Uh, never anything super crazy, but like I never like stopped playing, you know. Yeah. I just kind of stopped grinding. Uh, but then like whenever someone has an editor, they want me to make a guest appearance, I'll be like, okay, I'll try a trick that like is still probably better than half the stuff I was doing in like edit seven, edit nine. Like I feel like I've still progressed beyond where I was, but you know, it's more of just like a fun little like bonus to just like see me drop in on someone's edit or do something that's like a little more old school but still like pushes me personally a tad so yeah yeah still always having a blast with it but i definitely feel like my actual level of play 
okay, Mugen's in the house. Yeah, I was getting pretty honed, but like, I can definitely do tricks now that I couldn't do then. Mm. Um, so my feel might not be like top top level, but yeah, I'm definitely like a better player than I ever have been at the same time. Yeah. Uh, in part just because the shapes are awesome. I mean, more people, like, you know what tricks to do, what tricks dude, are out there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the kendamas alone are, like, a whole boost in ability, you know? It's like, if you're playing a video game and you, like, reach level 10 and you all of a sudden get, like, complete new abilities, like, that's literally yeah. where we're at. Yeah. You, you know, know? Game Genius in the system. Oh. You have some, some codes <laughs> yeah, in there. Actually, yeah, actually. I played that. Yeah. Game Genie, aka Cushion Clear, or whatever <laughs> fucking sticky shit you got these yeah, days. Yeah, balance, paint or balance hole, this yeah. clear or that clear, you know, like, whether it's spelled E A or A E or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Colin, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Dude, yeah. Uh, to finally you guys. To finally make this, this a reality. For us and for everyone, everyone is, I'm sure is who made it this far is so stoked to hear, you know, the passion has not died from your heart about Kendama. I don't think it does with many people who stick in it for a few years, you know, like no. you mentioned, yeah. you, you still yeah. pick it up. You still, you don't get rid of all of them. Um, yeah. And you've <laughs> learned so much about it, learned Absolutely. much about yourself from it. And even even in the times when I kind of pulled back from the community, like I'd still have a Dama on me. I'd still like introduce people to it out in the wild or like whether that was like doing LACMA lights or like when I'm going on a ski trip or like I meet climbing friends and then I give them a setup or yeah, I'm still definitely like always spreading the love like, you know, day in and day out, but it's not it's not about being as like visual about it in the community but like in terms of like grassroots level like i've never stopped kind of like introducing people to it and continue oh, yeah. like share the love and get people their first spike get people their first big cup and just start the cycle yeah start the cycle that's it that's it so what are uh let's hear final final send off to all the ogs to all the newer players what are some words of advice you'd like to leave us with wow i mean just you know stay positive love one another try your hardest just enjoy stuff and you know if things are ever seeming pretty heavy or tough like there's always going to be brighter times and when times are super good you know you got to know that stuff's going to come back down to earth so just yeah try to stay positive and stay loving and kind and just celebrate this amazing life that we have and just yeah this great community um keep it going keep it flowing and yeah just i don't know enjoy life and just cherish it because there's so much special stuff that can happen like that you don't even expect so be open to the magic be open to you know adventure positivity and everyone just keep learning keep progressing and yeah much love to everybody. Beautiful. Fuck yeah. Nerds. Fuck yeah. Unite. Nerds. 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 We're gonna, I'm going to have to check back in because I need to tell people about my secret project. But basically, oh, true sign out, true sign oh, off. Oh, let's talk about we, no, 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 this. No, no, no. We're not talking about a secret project. We're no, talking no, we're about not, it. We're not talking about it now, but long story oh, what, short. You, you're going to just, you're going to tease us like that? Long Colin? story short. Come on. 
this this summer I brought Kendama to the top of North America. Um Damn. which is Denali is a twenty thousand foot mountain in Alaska. Um it's the tallest point in North America. Whoa. Um shit. So I kind of was making a personal mission to go up there and climb and ski this peak. And so I thought since I'm going, you know, I've got to bring a Dama. Fucking hey, so you do. It was kind of this this full circle trip and I wanted to, yeah, I basically brought Kendama with me to the summit of Denali, which is the highest point in North America, shared it with people along the way and kind of was a symbolic peak of like Kendama coming from the full origins and the kind of first mods making it into the States to like now 10, 15 years in, I brought it to the tallest peak in North America and mm. There's a lot of fun tricks that were hit along the way, meeting some people. I met a first dawn player from Japan on the mountain. Oh shit. Back some clips and gave away a bunch of Dhamma. So long story short, the edit will be dropping. Kendama on Denali. Probably Holy should shit. out by the time they drop this. But yeah, it's we could we can do like a separate mini podcast just about that project once the edit drops. But holy shit. I'm down. Yeah. That's sick. So it's gonna be hype. I'm gonna kinda yeah, I I, <laughs> I packed an American flag and a Japanese flag that I meant to bring to the summit, but like forgot it. But, <laughs> but long story short, there's there's epic footage of me playing kendama on the summit of Denali. Oh, um, shit, did you That's leave so old Lugan there? It, yeah, when, I went with the cut. I won't. I went with like a more classic. It's a kendama mm. USA dama, but just like kind of a straightforward red. Nice. Wouldn't a gold Mugen be the most Kendama USA classic? Yeah, I as, probably as a pro team member. <laughs> is that not <laughs> But yeah, so Dominard Scoop, anyone that made it this far. <laughs> I went to dude, Denali. Epic. I climbed Holy fuck. it. Yeah, I climbed it by myself, which was another oh, heady thing. I was gonna ask <laughs> that. That's sick. <laughs> Holy took shit. Me, took me seven days, seven days up, ten days on the glacier. Um, you'll see the edit. It's a really awesome edit. Damn. Some different songs. There's some cool voiceover. We should do like a nerds episode to kind of like, dude, let down the edit. But yeah. long story short, Dama Denali coming out soon. Everyone, thank you for yeah. sticking with us on this journey of an episode journey. five. The six, journey to the past. Enduro, this time time five, traveling six. journey. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's right. This is if you're still listening, we know you're a grinder, you fucking nerd. And I love you. <laughs> love, love, much love to all the Dama nerds. If you would like to support the nerds and all the stuff I'm doing here, Dama Nerds, Kendertainment, everyone, you can do so by jumping over on Patreon. There's a place where you can support me monthly. Yeah, and there's different tiers. You get different cool stuff for each of those tiers. But Everyone who does, thank you tremendously so much. It is helping me. It has a big impact and just helps me, you know, continue on more and more and more. Again, this is one that we have been rocking and and waiting for for the past three years. 15th year of Sander. Grinding for it. Episode 5-6, Godfather of Kendama, Colin Sander. Thank you so much. Love you so much, guys. And the nerds are out. Out.